Previously on The Challenge. The world is full of lies, power, and corruption. Welcome to The Challenge Double Agent. Those of you that make it to the end will have a shot at $1 million. Check. That's good. Check. All right, Fessy, you got it. This season, you guys are playing in pairs. Stand next to a partner. CT, CT. Why, why? Tell me why. Look at us. Since CT doesn't want to work with me, we need to get them out of here. So, Anissa, Fessy, you are the double agents. The rest of you must select one pair to send into elimination. The only way to get in the final is to win an elimination. <laughs> Everybody's thinking we need to get rid of strong players. If you want to take a shot at someone, it better be the right time, because if you miss, things are going to get more difficult for you. Oh, we know who voted them in. Welcome to the crater. Ashley, CT, come on down. Fessy and Anissa, who are you going to send down? Wes and Natalie. So tonight is a woman's elimination. Not only did I send a two-time champion home, I also had my golden skull. As the winner, you have a very big decision to make. Do you want to stay with your partner? What decision did Natalie make and what happened in episode 2 of The Challenge Double Agents? I'm Levi Hall and this is The Challenge, Redditors React podcast. Welcome back to The Challenge, Redditors React podcast. This is episode 3 and we are here to react to The Challenge Double Agents episode 2. And as always, it's not just me. I am here with my co-handler, my co-host. Hello, George. How are you doing? How's your week been? Really good, cheers, mate. I've um, I had massive challenge withdrawal symptoms after the first episode, waiting for the second. But I've luckily binge watched all of uh, the Jewel in the meantime, which is one I'd never seen before, and it's a very, very good season actually. So I've tried to get um, everyone on Reddit to start binge watching it through Netflix to see if they'll add the rest of the seasons just so I can make the gaps between uh, episodes be a bit more palatable. <laughs> I watched a few episodes of The Ruins this week. Um, and what is amazing, because that's the one where Re- uh, where Wes had come in with Kellyanne as his girlfriend, mm. having previously been engaged to Johanna, who on the island had slept with Kenny. Um, and Kenny was in the house along with Evan and Bananas. And it was like, Wes on that that series compared to what I watched this evening on this series, it's two different people. It is. It'd be really interesting to see that Wes in the same situation he had to deal with this week. Because oh, it would be a time. completely different reaction. It does show... I do like obviously CT is the one who gets the story of look he's changed and grown the most throughout the challenge. But the ones who've been on all times, you do get to see them change like well, through some of them, like 15, 20 years. And it is quite amazing to see them develop other aspects of their game to make up for things. Well, it's that thing that um, Bunin Murray said when they started it, which was people have watched these people on the real world for months and then they just lose them. Whereas this is almost a continuation in the evolution of their, them as people. And we saw that with people such as um, Paula from Real World Key West, yeah uh, bonanza's series you know she was she was very frail in her series she'd gone through her eating disorder and you know other than what happened with her on the island she got more and more confident as it went on and she eventually won one two challenges herself yeah 
with herself i mean she she loses eight and then i do like the line from ev on um rivals one about if i'm going to win this one the impossible has to happen and paula has to win which is really really entertaining um god i wish they'd bring evelyn back she'd be she's still in the right age as well she'd be a brilliant returning competitor i'm pretty sure she's some hotshot lawyer now is she yeah imagine the mental game mate (laughs) (laughs) she'd be unbelievable But with Paula, didn't she win Rivals 1 and Rivals 2? Because she won with Evelyn yes, and she, she won with Laurel. Emily. Basically, Emily, that was it, Emily. Still, still similar compared to, yeah. right? Now, that's a, that's a pole wrestle I'd like to see. That would be, <laughs> I, that would be well, insane. I think what we learn about Paula is she, she picked her enemies well. <laughs> um, and she, she was a big fan of... Uh, of pair series is, you know, working in twos. And that's what we've got this series is uh, our pair series with our double agents. So we've got an exciting episode coming up today. Uh, we'll be talking all about episode two of the challenge double agents, and we will have our own rogue agent redditor joining me for a chat a little bit later on. Now we left on a cliffhanger, George, with Natalie's decision, and we've waited a week to see what she was going to do. So uh, let's head down to the crater and hear Natalie's choice. Natalie, as the winner, you have a very big decision to make. Do you want to stay with your partner? Or do you want to trade him in for the loser's partner, CT? We could switch partners. I'm kind of looking and giving him a bit of a side eye, like, okay. Or, oh. You want to infiltrate and steal any other partner up there, except, of course, the double agents. Oh! I can immediately feel Wes being like, oh, and I look back at all the guys, and I know there's a lot of guys at the house that are just as strong as Wes, just as physical as Wes, and probably way easier to just kind of get along with. TJ, no question, I'm going to keep my partner Wes. Even if the double agents are up for grabs, I wouldn't trade this guy. Natalie's not seeing the bigger picture. Natalie, you're in the elimination because of Wes. I'm the most well-rounded player here. I am going to be the best finalist because of that. And I know that it comes with a lot of pros and a lot of cons, but the pros outweigh said cons. CT, you are an agent without a partner. You are now a rogue agent. What the hell is a rogue agent? Why is CT still standing here? Why is he not walking with Ashley right now? This doesn't make any sense to me. I try to pull a power move and then backfire. Which means the next elimination is going to determine your next partner. Whoa. I know a lot of these girls are looking at their weak-ass partner like CT doesn't look so bad right now. There's a lot of options, a lot of ways to infiltrate. All right, everybody. There are only nine skulls left. A lot to think about. Make your way back to headquarters, and I'll see you soon. So Natalie chose to stay with Wes. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's... I, I actually can completely understand the decision, despite the fact I think it was the wrong one. Because if you looked at the way that was going, it's obvious the champs of a target this season, right? Natalie could have like instantly flipped, gone to someone who was already in that Big Brother alliance. They would, she's a great, well, okay, small sample size, but she's shown to be a very, very good competitor and probably would have set herself up quite well for the game. She's 
Wes then does say something after, which is uh, clearly she's realised I'm one of the most well-rounded people in this game. And I can see that point, even though Wes is potentially one of the most arrogant human beings I've ever come into contact with. Um, but I think good decision, uh, sorry, understandable decision, shows she's loyal, but I think potentially was the wrong one. How about you? I think it shows that she's loyal because what you've got to remember is when she was picking, she didn't know what would happen to the other person. And what she's shown is actually in the short time they were a pair or, well, they still are a pair in the short time before the elimination, they had got some kind of relationship there. And I think that loyalty that she's shown goes quite a long way. And I think Wes values loyalty, not just, within a season but seasons going forward mm-hmm. i think it was a good a good choice and i think it as i say i think it says a lot about natalie as a person and which, as a competitor and as a challenger yeah which she could use to play into her hands later in the season if there's any kind of like vote trade-off going or discussion around that she can point back to that example and say she is loyal which at least means that she can get people to back her word which she could use to completely uh, stab someone in the back, which I kind of hope happens to some of the cast already this season. But yeah, I, I also, I like them as a pair. I think it's, it's interesting you mentioned the ruins, right? Because you have Wes and Ev against the house for a bit. You could see Wes and Natalie potentially being a pair who could go against the house and win. And I do like storylines like that. But I think what they do need is they need people on their side as well just to help out and i think one thing that i think has helped them here is what we didn't expect to happen we expected that whichever guy was left would be eliminated and they are not they become a rogue agent now at this point we don't fully know what that means but ct is our first rogue agent in the game did that shock you that they didn't just send him home um if it had been a so uh, I think when we just the chat last uh, week about was this a conspiracy to stop CT and Wes going home by having them as a uh, just a girl's elimination, it, it didn't really shock me because it's CT. Like the, the man pulls in so many views, you would absolutely want to keep him around. As it develops, I think the decision becomes a really, really good one to keep that person in. It's a bit weird having someone sidelined. Um, apart from the Redemption House, I can't really think of another example of that ever happening. But the way it's all worked out, I think it makes a lot of sense. And uh, fundamentally, mate, I'm glad because it keeps it around and kind of does give one of the best like flashpoints of drama in a season um, on a consistent weekly basis, which I'm sure we're going to touch on later. And I think it's interesting because if you become a rogue agent, you're almost on a scouting mission at this point. If we're keeping this agents thing going, you know, you're, you're scouting who you want to be your partner. And if you're someone like CT, you can start making deals to get people thrown in by talking to the girls. Because if they're not happy with their partner, but you know, they're a strong girl. If you're CT and you're a rogue agent, you can start changing the game from outside the game. Yeah. Well, it's like having, it's like having a free swing, isn't it? It's almost like he's got a relic, um, like from War of the Worlds 1. And he used it exactly how you should, which was he 
started to try and have conversations to mend the fences with Cam. Uh, I don't know how effective they would have been, but he was doing the right thing. In the challenge... Do you think, do you think that was a genuine conversation? Do you think he meant it? I think he meant it for the game. I don't yeah, think he... I, I don't think he... I, <laughs> He's a nice. He comes across a relatively nice guy, but it's for a million dollars at the end. He'll he'll it, he's not above saying anything he wants. But I think he he has instantly clocked the risk to the old champs. Right? It's obvious that's what it's going to be. I, it's like I don't think he respects Cam. I think he now fears Cam. Mm. And yeah. I think before he had no opinion of Cam, and that's where it's all flipped. I think, like you say, as a game conversation, that was genuine. As a CT to CAM conversation, it wasn't at all. I mean, you do raise a good point about it being fear. Fear is still genuine in that kind of regard, though, isn't it? You go, if I don't mend this bridge, you have the talent, capability, and more importantly, numbers to come after me. At this point, he knows he's getting back in the game. Um, I mean, even if it was a bit of a weirder twist where he ended up having to go against a guy or something and it was the last place guy against CT. He still knows he's got a chance to come back in, but he knows if he does and hasn't fixed things with the cam and more importantly, that major alliance, he's just going in every time, isn't he? And I think part of the power in this game is being that unknown. Like no one knows at this point what the rogue agent role is and what CT's role is. And that, if you're competing is scary because it's almost like you say you got a free pass. It's like a free swing CT sits, you know, he, he's, he's benched at this point, mm. but he's not out. Um, and you know, he's, he's having a little nap essentially. <laughs> well, a little nap, but with a little nap with the ability to still strengthen his point going forward. Also, these guys seem to have, I imagine these guys have got relatively short memories, so he can try things a bit risky while he's having those one-on-one conversations throughout. But I think you're right. I think the most important thing you can do as a rogue agent now is one, exactly what CT says he's going to do in the challenge, which is view everyone's performance and try and pick out a few things. But more importantly, start picking out who you want to be your next partner and subtly undermining that relationship. And I think that's a real vet move in knowing how to play the game when you don't know what the game is. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, someone like CT is, is able to do that really well. Um, and I think someone who probably couldn't would be the rookie type, like a Joseph type of character. I mean, what, what's your opinion on him at the moment? Uh, um, actually, okay. We're, we're, we're in quite a strong... Um, period of having the person who gets eliminated first be quite entertaining but for laughing at them i think this was i can't remember who wrote it on reddit so i'm really sorry but it was you had sean from war of the worlds 2 who just had wes toying with him during the first tribunal you then had jen lee in the first one who gave greetings earthlings it's um he does fit that mold he will get onto his competitive performance later i imagine but he he was pretty entertaining throughout this one and considering how useless he was in the first episode i actually quite enjoyed him just as a spectator it was very much like if you're ever on safari and you see a wounded antelope and you know it's about to be fed on but he was entertaining to watch and i think this is the point where all the twists begin to play in the game 
um, about the fact that you're not linked to your partner for the whole game at this point. Mm-hmm. And Big T isn't exactly impressed with Joseph. She, she feels for him the way like, you feel for him. J- Jacob? Joe? Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> that is a spot on Big T. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why recording the podcast as two Brits makes it very easy <laughs> to do Big T impressions. Yeah, she's not do- hugely impressed with him, is she? No, and to be honest, she he's given her no reason to be. He he fell asleep in the first. He was a bit of a he was an entertaining clown throughout a lot of this episode, and then also showed that he has absolutely no understanding of how to play the game. I mean, okay, where if you were going to rank competitors on who would Joseph has a? I almost thought I got his name wrong intentionally there. Actually, <laughs> um, who would you give him a shot at beating in an elimination? What type of elimination? So that's without knowing what it is. If you say Totter, I think you'd probably say 50% of eliminations have got a physical element, maybe 25% of puzzles and 25% of carnival games. If you're going, if you have to place a blind bet on Joseph coming back, is there anyone who stands out that he could potentially beat? The only one for me, really, two of the smaller rookies, uh, so Leo Actually, not Leo's arrest. Uh, I don't think uh, he. No, I don't think he beat Leo. No, that was wrong. Maybe, maybe Michi and maybe Josh. If Josh freaks out and can't do it, I'm not entirely sure Michi knows what show he's on. I think you did say last week, didn't you, that he just seems like he's back on X on the beach, but has to wear his clothes all the time. Exactly. Can I just say for us listeners, we're doing this on a video call, and George was just about to drink some water as I said that. And he was very... I, I'm pretty sure that water got spat back into the glass at one point. <laughs> it was, I'm very glad the glass was still in the way to protect my laptop. I don't <laughs> think we have an expense account for this podcast yet to replace it, do we? <laughs> I think our expense account... It's, it's a zero-budget podcast, uh, yeah. George, um, <laughs> with zero profits. But, um, you know, speaking of, you know, zero profits, Big T sees no profit in Joseph. But two girls that see profits in their partners are Cam and Nicole. Now, they joined in a conversation about whether or not they'd switch partners now that CT's available, and they were quite happy to stay with theirs. But the third member of that conversation, she surprised me a little bit, Nanny, and what she was saying about Kyle. Yeah, I was... Okay, who she was talking to, though, I think probably needs to be considered considered in this, because Fessy is, in a fair few categories, a trade-up on Kyle. Um... So I, I think she was probably testing that out. But, but no, this was late, that was later on when they were in the club. The, I'm talking about when they were in the bedroom. It was Cam and Nanny and Nicole. And Cam was saying, you know, Josh is strong. You know, I wouldn't trade him. Nicole was saying how Devin's intelligent. And then Nanny was saying she doesn't feel like Kyle takes the game seriously. Sorry, she yeah. She wants that win and she doesn't think Kyle can give her that win. But I am pretty sure that in how many have they done three seasons together those those two yeah this is uh, their nanny, fourth? nanny came back on war of the world war of the worlds war of the worlds two and total madness yeah um i think kyle's performed pretty well and taken it pretty seriously in all of those yeah so absolutely. i was confused i didn't know where that where that conversation came from i i think nanny's probably not looking deep enough into his performance there he does mess around a lot as part of his social game to make people like him and not throw him in which is how he got to the final vendetta so he knows it works and it also worked in total madness because he was 
kind of a voice he was still funny but he did take, seem to take on that quite caring role throughout bits of total madness so he knows how to play that game i just don't think nanny sees it which is really surprising because he was a bit of an elimination beast in war of the worlds one um and daily challenges he, he's not overwhelmingly going to win them but he's had a fair few standout performances in my head um, I, I think the thing with Carl as well, we've got to look at it. I'm, I'm not including when he was teamed up with Brad. I'm just talking about solo eliminations. He's only ever been solo eliminated by Theo. Yeah, which to be fair, you're up against it. You're up, in, you're up against it when you're against Theo, aren't you? Yeah, you're against an athlete. Yeah, he's um, like an unprofessional Lolo chance. God, imagine exactly. that. Imagine that team. That is some speed there. <laughs> oh, big time! But I, I just think like. Do you think Nanny would be saying this if CT wasn't floating around as a rogue agent? Ah, uh, that's a very, very good point. Because, yeah, we've mentioned, she's talked about Tefesi. CT, CT probably is a trade-up on Kyle. If I was going to run a... Yeah, CT is definitely a trade-up on Kyle. But I still think Kyle is a very, very good... Probably top of... Category, you told me I can't say tiers. Top of category two in like competitors is where I'd rank Kyle. I think so. And I think if we're looking at who might be in category one, we had a big focus on Nam at this point. Um, Cam, Wes and Jay all, all complimenting Nam while he worked out. And it seems that his partnership with Lolo isn't just professional. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, I did find all of Lolo's commentary this week absolutely hilarious. Just the where's my Bible bit, the like last thing I was boy, I, 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 she really, really grew on me this episode because I, I thought she was entertaining in the first episode without much screen time. I thought Champs versus Stars, I kind of, I liked her attitude and how much of a good competitor she was and how dedicated she was. But this one, you got to see her fun side, and she was really, really great. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, she's not going to obviously hook up with him because she's saving herself for marriage. And I don't think, I mean, Nan makes me think about things, but she's been 37 years waiting for that. I don't think she'll break. But, but she but does Nam seem quite like marriage material. Nam is marriage material. Nam is some form of material, mate. I think he's made of marble. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. She seems to like him and he seems to like her too. Now, if something does happen between them, with the way that this game is, where their partnership could be broken up at any point, and if people see that there's a spark there, they will break up that partnership. Yeah, Is but this then, dangerous for the game? It, it, okay, but because they're both such good competitors, and if they do start, if they do want to stay partners, do you risk breaking that up for them to then come after you so they can get back together? Okay, I'm partnered up with Big T and she loses an elimination and I get to pick anyone up on the balcony. I'm picking Lolo Jones. I, I yeah. don't care if I upset Nam. He's really nice. He'll be upset. He's not going to kill me. Yeah, physically, he probably can And also, <laughs> if you break up that partnership and you're a partner with Lolo, Nam's not going to go after your partnership because he likes Lolo. Also true. Okay, very good point. Um, also, to be fair, though, if they do, if, if they do break, how badly does it affect their game, though? Like, they, they can still hang out and be, and develop that showmance even if they're not partners. 
I, I just think it's, it's quite an interesting one because when I was watching this episode, part of me thought, is this actually an individual game within a pair game? Mm-hmm. And also, are the females actually going against the males? Because it seems very much like you're in it to get yourself to the final, to get yourself a skull. Because if there's 10 skulls and it's alternating eliminations, it's going to be five and five. So really, despite this partnership thing, you are in it for yourself here. Yeah. I, I, it, well, we touched on it a bit last week was, do you, I think it's when we were discussing Nanny and Kyle, do you pick the partner who will get you as far as possible by maybe flying under the radar and then before the final try get try and get your skull and make a big play to set yourself up in the best possible way for the final but we don't know how the money split do we so it, it could legitimately be another individual final again price for boys and girls price for or price for overall winner that that's where this game has just got so many still has got so many unknowns that you don't know and here's another unknown. We know there's 10 skulls, 10 golden skulls, but we don't know how many eliminations there are. So, sh- oh, surely, okay, there'll be enough for there to be 10, but I don't think it's 10 eliminations. And then they No, I think, then... it's, I think it's 14. Okay. I don't know how many episodes there are this season, but I just feel like there's 14, which means at some point... If you've got a skull, you're you're gonna have to just win missions and not get thrown in, and that that's makes better TV. As so well. what you really want to do, you want to get your skull as like skull number nine, really, and then you want to pick someone who's gonna beast missions. Mm. Because yeah. once you've got a skull and once all ten skulls are gone, your aim is now win mission, win mission, win mission, win mission, and be in control of the game, or be such a strong partnership no one's going to call you out. Oh, no, but then they can still take your partner. No, because partner. Yeah. you're not a partnership. That's yeah. why I was thinking as I was watching this, this isn't a partner game. You're playing as pairs, but you're surviving on your own. Yeah. And that's I a think very, very good summary of it, actually. That's what makes this season so interesting, is really you need to win the missions. And at this point, why don't we head down to TJ as he explains this week's mission, I Spy. All right, agents, welcome to your next mission. We're going to find out who's making friends and who isn't. Today's mission is called Ice Spy. (laughs) To begin, you and your partner are going to go out there in the glacier water to that boat and grab a heavy block of ice. Then you're going to bring it back to shore as fast as you can. You must then smash your ice block with the ice pick and free the kill inside. Now here's the fun part. Once you get the kill free, you are then gonna take that kill and place it in your enemy's station. Three kills and you're out. Your goal is to be the last team standing. The last team standing will become our new double agent. So George, we've not actually discussed much before we've recorded this podcast. So I'm quite interested to see what your thoughts are on this challenge. Um, so I, I was really, su- I was pleasantly surprised because you know last week I wanted an endurance-based one to kind of test out that final unknown on Fessy on whether he might be able to perform on endurance ones um, to see where how he would do in a final. 
I also quite like the format of physical and then picking your team to get rid of. I think this this challenge had a lot of potential. I think it was slightly ruined by having such a big alliance. You didn't get to see people go at each other. Um, big fan of a name, though. <laughs> I'm a big fan of a pun as well. Um, but I'll tell you what, I wasn't a big fan of this challenge. Mm. I actually hated it. Really? I liked the idea of it. I like that you're having to run in freezing cold water. You're having to get this very heavy ice block. You're gonna, you have to smash it down with a pick, which I thought looked like it was easier than I thought it was going to be. And then you start, you know, eliminating people. But it turned into a bit of a joke. And actually, really, the physical bit didn't really matter. There was no point to it. You should have just given everyone the kills and just let them put it where they want. Um, I. I think Kyle really summed it up when he just said, just do something. Uh, this is not exactly what he said, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, I, I'm trying to keep it clean. <laughs> I enjoy Kyle throughout this entire episode, by the way, as we said, but I agree. It, it touched on, I, I wanted to see how some of them performed against each other. And we only really saw that on the first run of it on who got back first. Who got back first, by the way, actually? I think it was Wes and Natalie. Yeah, it swimming. or at least it was edited to be Wes and Natalie. Yes, that's probably more accurate. This was uh, my other issue as well. Was the way that, and I, I know last week I gave so much praise to production. The way this challenge was edited, I didn't actually know who was putting whose kills in where. I didn't really know the timeline of the actual challenge. It just, like, I feel really bad saying it because as a concept, it was a really good idea but the execution of it because of the way that the alliances have turned out just didn't really work. And there was no kind of rhyme or reason why no one went for Fessy or Anissa. There was no real explanation of it. Like you can understand why people went for Wes and Natalie straight away, but it was then they were eliminated. TJ called them eliminated. And then Leroy went and put another one in and you could tell Wes was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, you do get, um, Tori, I think it's Tori has a bit of a mid-challenge confessional, which is like, let's not go for them. Let them win. They can do our dirty work by throwing people in, which is actually quite good gameplay, I thought, there. Um, Tori and Corey have been absolutely anonymous, haven't they? These are... Yeah, I think Tori seems to like be around and she seems to say stuff, but she doesn't seem to like do much. I don't remember seeing her or Corey in one bit of a challenge, although very good tidbit from a different podcast. Apparently Tori split the ass out of his wetsuit before the challenge of to then get, let him change Pardon. it. You said Tori, but then you said his. Sorry, Corey splits <laughs> the back out of his uh, wetsuit before the challenge and then had to go get changed <laughs> before. But also the interesting bit I've had is Anissa and Fessy were able to pick where people stood on the beach. And they, ah, gave, see, they didn't tell us that. They didn't show that at all. Um, again, Reddit, Reddit, very useful for information at the moment. And um, that's, why we, uh, that's why we're all part of that subreddit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was those two bits I actually found really interesting and slightly explained a bit more about how the challenge went. But to go back to your first point, I wanted to see who was fastest at dragging those blocks of ice up the hill, for example. I wanted to see, apart from Wes, because we know he's an all-time swimmer, um, 
I wanted a wide shot of the entire challenge, seeing where people were. Do what they've done on last one. So I think there's a swimming challenge on War of the Worlds too. You know where they fired Joss out of a crossbow and Jordan? Yes. And they have an overhead camera shot with the names of the people on it. I thought that was brilliant. That's what they needed here. Because they're all in wetsuits, it's actually quite hard to tell which challenger is which. So that was my problem. Like I think there was a part where... Darrell, I think it was, put his kill in uh, Kyle and Nanny's thing. But I had to rewind it to work out that it was Darrell. And I literally did it by freeze-framing it and seeing Darrell on the helmet because, like you say, they're all in wetsuits. The wetsuits didn't have the names on the back. Or if they did, they were obscured by the life jackets. Yeah, and it's just... uh, we, We could have learned a lot from this one. And it would have been quite cool to see, maybe if they timed it correctly, having, I'll put the two biggest, Nam and Fessy at the same time trying to pull their blocks at the thing and trying to beat each other. Or actually seeing how good a swimmer Lolo is would be really interesting to see as well. Um, So yeah, I don't, I, I still liked the daily, but I mainly liked it for seeing how the game is taking shape, seeing how... Uh, seeing Kyle's reaction and calling everyone as it is. Um, but, but do you know I what? He said got... exactly what I was feeling as a viewer. And he did that yeah. a few times this this episode. Um, the, I'll tell you what this reminded me of. Um, and you probably saw me looking down at my phone because I was just trying to Google the name of the challenge. It was on <laughs> Battle of the Bloodlines. It was the first challenge, Water Battle, uh, which Kahata and Jill won, where they all had to go up that almost like Amp Mountain. The with the buckets, catch the water. And everyone just started pouring it into Carters and Jills as a team. And that's what that felt like. It was like they picked who they wanted to win and then they just went at each other. I think I would have preferred this one if it had been, you go out, you swim out, you get the ice, the ice thing, ice. Uh, you use the ice pick, you get your kill out, you put it in your thing and the first to get three wins. Yeah. Or by weight of ice or something and you've all got scales and whoever hits a type but yeah that, that would have been a much cooler way of seeing this because it would have made it a pairs competition and we would have seen who performed the best and it would have been quite cool to see everyone ranked by that as well actually on who finished first i would have exactly. liked that i don't feel like i know anything about them as pairs from this challenge and i think the idea of it i think you know when the producer was sitting around going this is going to be the challenge is very good but because of just how the alliances went, the execution for me didn't work. And I know that might be a very unpopular opinion, um, but that's why we're reacting, really. Mm. Uh, yeah, I still enjoyed it, but I think your change would have taken that from like a mid-level one that I probably won't talk about again to a much higher, maybe like a seven and a half, eight out of 10 daily. And I kind of feel like the only real flashpoint that happened in that whole that whole mission was Michi being uh, medically disqualified. Disqualified. One thing I got to say is I I quite like the fact that you know Fessy went and swam out to get him. Wes was calling for the medic. It was nice to see that even in the heat of the game, there is still that camaraderie there. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, these guys aren't horrible most of them aren't horrible horrible people we've had horrible people on past seasons i think but but again something we touched on last time it seems like a good friendly cast it's and actually another point that we 
kind of just touched on but there's good drama in this episode but it's game drama and there's none of that like going after people personally and i hope that stays throughout this season and with this cast i think it might one bit i did really like actually in this challenge was gabby having a bit of a wobble midway through then getting herself together and she kind of similarly did that in when she thought she had to go into the last simulation i don't know whether she's just going to have a bit of an emotional arc where she then gets over it well you know she she's a love island girl so <laughs> you know she's not yes she's uh she's used to you know physical endurance because she's a personal trainer but from the show that she was on originally she she's not used to the the physical games mm. yes she was on our celebrity big brother but you know, the celebrity one's not as cutthroat as the regular one. Um, she seems, she's coming across as like a nice girl. Mm. Uh, she seems to have more personality than she had on Big Brother over here. But I, I'd be interested to see, and that's what I want. I wanted to see like her and Leo and how they do in this challenge, but we just didn't get the opportunity. Um, and like you say, you know, Kyle calling them all pussies really for <laughs> me. He basically did what I was doing in my living room. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've got this great image of you just screaming at your TV going, stop it, go for Fessy. <laughs> you are all pussies. <laughs> and, um, you know, ultimately what that ended up doing was giving the win again to Fessy and Anissa, who are working with everybody. Yes, they won this challenge. I, I wouldn't say this says anything about them as a team, this one. Um, and given that they won the last challenge as individuals. We still don't know what they're like as a team. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I, th- I think it's the same. I think it's nothing's changed. It's the same one there. Fessy will always scare other people and he will, and he will carry, not carry him and Anissa will do well based on her brain. And she's very good at some things physically as well, but his absolute physical prowess and they'll just she's, keep doing she's that. She's good at physical strength. I think it's physical yeah. endurance where she has her her kind of weaker area. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I think is good for them, and it goes back to what I said before about the power in this game is knowing things that people don't know. And they know that as the double agents, you get to find out who's voted for the compromised agents. And the longer they can go on a winning streak, the longer it is before anyone else finds that out. And they have that power until another couple wins. Yeah, and I think the first time they lose is when they'll use it. That information is gets more and more powerful. But as soon as someone else finds out about it, they either go straight up to that winner and tell them they know and form an alliance within an alliance, basically. Like, don't tell anyone else this, this will get us far. And we use it at the opportune moment to t- flip the game when we most need it. Or if it's someone who wins who they can't work with, Kyle, for example, um, Mike Springs to mind. Uh, Wes, Wes as well. Wes absolutely won't take that deal. He'll use it to make everyone. Uh, we actually said that word for word. He'll use it as currency. Yeah, he will. Okay, I'll tell. Yeah, um, th- that that's that will be very interesting to see what they do with that information. Are we going to touch on um, another excellent part of this? Nelson's constant theme of self-approved nicknames. Oh, I know I said last week when we were talking about Killer Cam that if you have to give yourself a nickname, 
it's not a nickname you should get. Oh, Nelly should just give himself a nickname every week. Uh, yeah, I, I actually really hope it's a running theme. Um, production need to sit him down and go, this is the next challenge. Come up with your name now. <laughs> That's his only screen time as well, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that absolutely everyone on Reddit, when he um, drowned in that challenge on Total Madness, was thinking, he needs to become Scuba Nelly. <laughs> I, I, I think I wrote it just word after word, like what happens when you're in trouble at school and have to write lines. We need Scuba Nelly. Um, yeah, he's he's he has literally had no screen time though. About from the confession was about his name, hasn't he? But for me, that is enough. Oh, it is definitely enough. But I I almost a... feel like everything that comes out of his mouth is just gold. <laughs> it's not gold. It's entertaining crap. Comedy. <laughs> yeah, but that's why we watch this show <laughs> to be true. entertained. <laughs> Are you not entertained? As they say, I I, I am maximus levels of entertainment, mate. Um, <laughs> The the thing is, though, off the back of last season, I could have enjoyed a season focused around Nelson just for that episode where he takes the hit for Corey. But then the fact he's so anonymous early, I think it's, there's going to be some point midway through the season where something flips. I've got a feeling Fessy is going to collapse and then Nelson will have a big moment again. I don't know whether they're just keeping him quiet for that. I think what Nelson has learned over, especially after last season, that his mouth gets him in trouble. Everyone loves him when he's playing the lovable fool. But when he's going after people, that's not the Nelson that the house likes. It's not the Nelson that the fans like. And he almost erased some of his behavior in Total Madness, especially towards Kayla, by what he did for Corey. So it's almost like he's got a fresh start again and therefore he's not playing the character that everyone, that he knows people like, because actually that probably is him, but he's trying to hold back on that. The other side of him yeah. that we don't like. Yeah. That's a really good point. Actually is probably what he's, well, do you think he's intelligent enough to work that out? I think he's probably got some kind of PR behind him. That's uh <laughs> Because what you've got to remember as well is, you know, reality TV stars. One of the big things they make money from nowadays, especially here in the UK, is Instagram. Mm. And having those followers to be able to go to brands and say, these are my followers. This is their age demographic. This is the type of stuff they're into. I will do a post for you for this much. Or these brands going to them and saying, do we know how many followers you have. We know what your demographic is. Will you post this for us? And... He now knows what gets him fans. Yeah, and actually, if it, if it was a weekly meme about his late his latest name, that actually is quite a good way to drive nice followers to him. Yeah, okay, I completely see your point, to be fair. I mean, I've not checked his Instagram since the episode because I only watched it tonight, but he's not advertising any scuba gear, is he? Oh, my God, I really hope that's the case. Just just Nelson in, in a pair of Speedos with a, a pair of goggles and a snorkel on. However you unwind, mate. Hashtag is all... <laughs> <laughs> but what's, what's interesting about Nelly is I remember his first season, he came in and he was a replacement along with Amanda. Uh, yeah. um, and now he's become quite a, um, a big part of the show. He's become, you know, one of the new age vets. I don't like calling them vets because I see kind of Wes as a vet. Old um, bucks. Back, 
that's that's yeah. that's a, a very i think it's a self-appointed nickname but i thought it was quite a good one um but back at the house kyle and wes were joking around about you know kyle saying where's you're obviously going in but then we we cut to a scene with with joseph and jay um and scuba nelly and leroy and joseph's telling them vote vote me in i want to make a statement it wasn't his statement here's a, a thousand sit-ups <sighs> no he, he did that i think a bit later uh, okay, cool. Can't wait to get to that bit. Um, <laughs> but no, he he said, you know, vote me in. I want to go in against Wes. Mm. I want to make a statement. And you know, Nelson, one of these new age vets, said, I I respect this rookie. I don't know. Is Nelson just being clever there? Because we don't know how his partner performs. Nelson would crumble in a puzzle elimination. Everything else, he's an elimination. Maybe he's trying to go. Oh, cool. This guy's volunteered. Fessy is not going to pick me. Yeah, Fessy, Nelson and Corey were quite close last season, actually, weren't they? Yeah, Fessy yeah. was almost like an honorary young buck. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's a young buck because I think a young buck is the three, you know, with Hunter. But yeah. he was that kind of, we need a third man. This is our honorary guy. Yeah. Um, so I think by going, oh, if I'm not the houseboat, I'm definitely fine. And just going, yeah, Joseph can go in. I don't what? know how much. Although now... Also, the fact he did volunteer on Total Madness for different reasons, I get it. But And someone's volunteering this season. The fact he respects that does completely make sense, to be fair. What do you think about Joseph volunteering himself? I mean, we've already seen in the episode Big T not being happy with him as a partner. Do, do you think this is him, you know, showing that he's brave, wanting to prove himself, or just being stupid and not understanding the game? I think it's the last one. To be honest, I, I think also he was probably a bit frustrated by his lack of. Um, but obviously, he hasn't seen last episode by the time his films, but he's probably quite aware. Like, oh, I was asleep. I, I didn't do anything in the challenge. Maybe I need to start making a name for myself so I get called back. The Dario edit. Oh, God. <laughs> what a waste of a competitor. And there's two of him. Do you know what? When, when the Dario brothers were on Bloodlines together, I actually quite liked them. Like they went against Bananas, they went against um, Vinnie Pig. But when it was just him on his own, I think we actually realised Raffi was the entertaining one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've got Fessy and Anissa who've now had their second challenge win in a row. And Fessy almost looks like the big man on campus at the moment to the point that Corey's coming to Fessy now for conversations. Um, and one of the things that he specifically said was, would you throw yourself in? And Fessy said to him, if it's a physical challenge, I will throw myself in. And I want Wes to be the house vote. When you yeah. heard that, did you think, okay, this is Fessy's second chance to do it. Did you think he will throw himself in? Or did you think he was just, you know, saving face? How did he go in on Total Madness? He was house vote, wasn't he? He, yes, because remember, Jordan was put in by Bananas and Wes. Yes, that horrible look, that look between them just before they pulled the but trigger. Also, it was the house votes in Total Madness were, it's my time to go in, I'm ready to do it. Yeah, and that's what they did. Um, I, I, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't overly surprised either way. I, I, I was, if it is, like, okay, logically, if it's physical, Fessy should go in because there's almost no one who can stand up to him except for maybe Nam and... PT? I still think Sassy, Fessy would win, to be honest. Uh, just, just in raw, like, physicality. 
What if it was a half physical, half puzzle challenge? Yeah, that's where I'd be. That's where I would put CT in there as well. Um, I, I think toe to toe, Nam is the only one who steps up to CT, and I'm not just saying that because he's I slightly have a crush on him. Um, <laughs> but it's, I think everyone else. If you've got the same height as Fessy, you are not as muscly. Uh, you're not as stacked. If you're as stacked, he's got height, reach. And everything else on you and that makes a massive deal unless you can go low and get under him but there's not anyone who's really strong enough it seems to be able to use Leo. that it doesn't okay fit. <laughs> i'm not just saying this but i think there are there is an instance where leo could beat fessy and Hallbrook. and i know that reddit is probably gonna absolutely slam me for this <laughs> but tory beat jenny by going oh. low well, more closer to that, right? CJ beat Zach. Exactly. And CJ, although one CJ's thing I would say about CJ shape. was, and he wasn't, well, I was about to say, wasn't he um, an American footballer, but he was specifically a kicker, wasn't he? Yeah. So I think Leo could go low, use Fessy's size against him, and then he definitely has the speed on, because the thing about Hall Brawl is, actually, it's about almost tiring out your opponent and then winning a sprint as yeah. long as if they manage to get up. That's how Theo beat Kyle. Yeah. He lost the physical bit there. He just, obviously he's <laughs> rapid. I don't think, okay, I, I actually, I really want to see this happen by the way. So I really hope I'm wrong, but I think the weight differential is too much for Fessy versus Leo. Um, it was either on Reddit or in a, a different article, but like, Fessy was picking Anissa up out the water with one arm during the daily challenge. Don't know why they wouldn't show that. Sounds like actually quite good TV. But in a hall ball, he could literally just pick Leo up and walk him back. So Even you, if he gets low. I, I don't back Leo against Fessy in a hall So ball. you think against Fessy and hall brawl, Fessy versus Leo, Fessy would get the job done? Yeah. And if we're talking about jobs, there are some people in the challenge, they don't care what the job is. There'll be a janitor... There'll be a CEO. They just don't want to get blindsided. This was Where's... great TV. <laughs> really... That was one of the weirdest conversations. So the janitor angle, I could completely understand, which was just, let me stay in the game. I'd love it. I'll do whatever you want. And then to go from that to the CEO in one breath, I was like, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad Fessy called him out on it. Uh, and got a big laugh. I don't really get what Wes. Okay, I can almost guess what Wes was trying to do. I think he was trying to say he, CEO was completely the wrong choice of words. What he meant was advisor, and was like, I play the game. I understand how to play people off against each other. Let me be in your alliance, your alliance, and I'll give you the wealth of that experience, or I'll sweep the floor for you. But he phrased it as CEO, which was really stupid. I think like CSO, he needs chief strategy officer. He's going to make that <laughs> metaphor work. Or, or, or CEO, chief executive agent. Um, but I think the thing with Wes is he knew that there's a target on his back. And I think what he was saying, like you say, is I know that you're after me, but is there anything I can do for you and your alliance that will give me another week or two? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I'll be janitor. He's saying, I'll do the dirty work and I'll get my hands dirty or I'll be CEO and it's I'll like you say, I'll advise you with um, 
with everything that that I have and all that experience. Um, CT wasn't massively impressed with this. I did. His facial expressions were great, actually. It's not quite on a level of um, don't make it weird, bro. But I subtly I was really enjoying it. Um, but I think CT, if he's going to wiggle back into the alliance side of the game and have a bit of a comfortable ride, would also take that role. And there's not room for Wes and CT to both do that in a big alliance, is there? It's almost like they've both got that target and only one of them can... Well, survive a week. Play with the bigger boys, essentially. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, it's like having two very different people who play the same position in any kind of sport. You can, you'll really only pick one. Um, but I also think his lack of impress was, okay, you sound like a bit of an idiot, but I'm also annoyed you're taking my plan. <laughs> yeah, because actually CT initiated that conversation with Fessy and Corey, didn't he? Yeah. Then where, did Wes walk in? And he said room for another one, didn't he? And that's yeah. when it started. And it was almost like CT thought he was there. He thought he had that safety. Because he was saying, you know, I just want a girl to pick me that's going to take a target off my back. Mm. Um, which is almost like saying to Fessy, put in one of your alliances so I can have their girl and I can be in your alliance. Yeah. Um, which uh, is a um, better tactic for it than Wes's, to be fair. Yeah, but I just, I just found Wes hilarious. I think because I'd watched some of the ruins... And I'd gone from seeing Wes just taking on the whole house and basically saying, put me in, I'm throwing the next challenge. Put, put me in, I'm throwing the next challenge. To being this, like, self-deprecating weasel. weasel. <laughs> it reminds me of... I don't, did you watch, like, the Champs versus Pros, Champs versus Star series? Yes, I haven't done it for about six months. Um, so it reminded me of Champs versus Stars 3. Um, after they, sorry, well, it would have been Champs versus Stars 2, but the third in the kind of series yeah. of Champs versus. And it was, they, they, they mixed up the Champs and the Stars team. And somehow the Stars got on top in their team with Casper and, and Louise. Mm-hmm. And I remember Wes came to one of the challenges with his hands behind his back. <laughs> and Miz said to him, you know, what, what's going on? He said, I'm merely a servant in this game to Casper and to Louise. And it was like, he almost like, nowadays, back then when his back was against the wall, it was attack. Now when back's against the wall, it's, oh, let's be friends. <laughs> and I quite like this, Wes. Well, I think we touched on that at the start, right? Which was what would Wes in the physical shape he was in, in Ruins? Because he's a tank in that season. Yeah. It, it's not quite prime Wes, actually. I think he's, I think he's bigger in a two or three seasons before. I can't remember the name, but um, he's had to change his game. And it's a lot more adorable. I think it's, I like it when he had the physicality to go against the house though, because that would be very entertaining this season. And I can't really see anyone who's got the, um, the physical characteristics to back up taking on Miss Alliance, really. The only way it could work is if it was Fessy against everyone else. That'd be, good, that'd be a good season. But he's not, he's not got the right personality for that, has he? Well, apparently he doesn't have much personality unless he's unbuttoned his shirt, um, according to Teresa. Um, and, you know, Gabby says that she finds that quite attractive. Do you think there's something there? Could we see something? I mean, we saw something, obviously, in the trailer, so we're not spoiling anything. It's pretty easy to guess. They have at least a kiss. Yeah. Is that for game for Gabby? Is that to get her into that alliance? Or do you think that she actually likes him? 
or is she she's just been quarantined and she she you know is like the rest she's of got her. she's got fessy fever um, <laughs> fessy fever brilliant i i think it's i think it's it, i think it's a combination of game and angstiness from quarantine um i don't think unless there's bits of fessy we're missing he's a seems quite kind but it doesn't seem like that'd be that much personality there um so yeah i i think it's like i'm a bit screwed here if i've watched any of the show before i know Paula dicking can take you quite far um i think that's what that is i could be wrong they could be getting engaged right now but i don't think so i'm pretty sure that there are that she's now being like papped with her boyfriend so in dubai or something so pretty sure they're not getting engaged but someone else who i think was keen to partner up with fessy uh, in the club was nanny she she's happy now to just completely throw kyle under the bus um but what i thought was interesting was fessy said that he you know he wouldn't be against switching partners and and joining up with Nanny, is this a bit of a shady side that we're seeing of Fessy, or is he just trying to keep everyone happy? Well, he, he explains it really well in the in his confessional. And I was like, okay, this is actually a really logical decision. If everyone wants to be my partner, they won't vote me in. And even if he gets his golden skull, and you can still change partners, he's never going to be the houseboat, is he? I mean, the only way I can see him being voted in is if it gets to the end and there's quite a strong group left and they can go, right, now's our chance, get rid of him pre-final. And then you send in someone into the elimination who's got a chance of taking him out once you've seen it. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 but I think his plan of saying to every girl, no, of course I'd be fine to change and switch partner with you, is a very good strategy to keep him safe because it at least takes out half the house who will vote for him. Do you think the key in this game is to switch partners to keep you in the alliances and to keep you in, keep you safe? Or do you think it is to be loyal and, and stick with what you know? Oh, what, like follow the power almost? Yeah. Yeah. Early, I would be, I, I would say it's getting into the alliance. Later on, you probably want to be known as, you probably want to find someone who you, Try, if it is a pairs final, who you trust, stay with, and will run together. But if I had to pick one of those options to be extreme, it would be, I think, the best gameplay is jumping between alliances. And you, it's like climbing a ladder and picking a slightly better partner each time for the situation in the game. And you, But you need to make sure that there's some kind of understanding there between whoever you're partnered up with, even if you're switching partners. It yes. can't just be, I want to be with you because you are physically good at the game or because you're mentally good at the game because if there's no understanding between the partnership it's not going to work no and what they'll do is they'll just then immediately try and get you thrown back in so they can switch back out won't they yeah and i think like that that understanding within the partnership is so key and i think especially understanding what your partner is saying um because devin <laughs> there we go yes <laughs> Thank God I wasn't taking a drink at that point. The problem um, was that was such a smooth transition, George, and you've absolutely ruined it. <laughs> it's, your fault, it's your fault for bringing up one of the bits that made me laugh most in this episode. Oh, I, I laughed not only the first time I watched it, but it was actually because 
when we do this podcast, I watch the show as a viewer and then I watch it double speed so that we can write down notes for what we're going to do. <laughs> Devin saying he doesn't understand anything that Nicole says whilst you're then seeing clips of Nicole speak in double speed is actually hilarious. <laughs> Does uh, that make up for the product, uh, the challenge, the daily challenge editing, that bit of editing by production for you? Do you forgive them for that? No, because I, I doubled up the speed. That wasn't them. I did all the work. Uh, they cut the thing together. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, you realise what I'm going to do when we finish this, right? I'm going to go watch that scene at double speed. <laughs> uh, I recommend that anyone listening gets to the end of the podcast um, and then watches the scene in uh, double speed. But, um, you know, they're talking about this and then Kyle and Devin then talk about how it's a, um, it's a secret vote. So they can all vote Joseph in, but then they can tell Fessy that they voted for Wes, mm. which I love this moment because this is a moment where the viewers in the know we know that it's not really a secret vote but they don't and i think that's one of the really good things that they did in this episode is we have certain powers as viewers that the challengers don't have and it's that little nod that we know yeah which makes it much more fun to like for us to do this kind of thing and chat about what's coming next because we've got not all the information we've got just enough to think we're ahead of the game so we can start thinking this is what i would do with this or this is what i think will blow up in their faces we're almost one step ahead of the cast yeah Uh, every member of cast except fessy Uh, oh sorry whoever the winner is yeah Yeah. whoever the winner is um i yeah i also like the fact that we can see which schemes potentially will blow up in people's faces and that's really really helpful for us as well I think this is the one I can't wait for someone else other than Fessy and Anissa to win just because I want to see what happens with that. I would love if it was Wes that won the next episode. Oh, I really want and to be Wes to win the, the next w- one. The <laughs> way he would behave to Fessy and Anissa knowing now what they've known for two weeks, I think will just be brilliant TV and will change the game. Yeah. I'm literally, if they, if they stick with the spy theme, I'm picturing literally, Big high back chair, Fessy and Anissa walk into room, Wes spins round, somehow he's struggling. Somehow he finds a cat in this series. No, it's Wes. He would do it with a puppy. And it uh, would be even better as a visual. Or it would be Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'd love it if they played out that scene and then they just like go to a shot of CT just looking through the window like, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, if anyone from Challenge Production is listening, which I highly doubt, please go back and like superimpose and re- that. Re-edit that episode with <laughs> yeah. the green screen. Um, it would make yeah, up I... for the editing you did last season, where you <laughs> ruined an episode for us. Which one was that? <laughs> oh yes, yes. The, when, the um... absolute mess yes. of an episode. I luckily saw it unedited, by the way. Ah. Because it went up. Um, I can't remember where it went up. It, it went was up on some... MTV.ca. That's it. Yeah, it went yeah. up there before they took scissors to it and it's actually a really good episode before they take scissors to it it makes me wonder what the rest of the season would be like i almost felt there what they should have just done was put a thing up at the beginning that said we don't agree with what 
this person has said on social media because they did say uh, that they were going to continue to air the yeah. series as it was, but they definitely didn't air the series as it was. No. Because and we, we lost... randomly just got a one-hour show out of nowhere. And we lost out on a lot of stuff about why people started to dislike Rogan and just throw him into everything. And I would like to have seen that. It probably would have been very entertaining TV. Um, I anyway. think Rogan would have been fun on this season. I always think, I, I always think Rogan will be quite fun. Because now he's got over that snivelling wretch that he was on War of the Worlds 2. He's got his cash, so he can play a bit more dangerously. And he's a physical beast. Um, he probably would have enjoyed like the atmosphere. and like I, I think he can do the whole go-along-to-get-along thing quite well as well. I think he did that on Total Madness, the go-along-to-get-along yeah. thing. Like Him and Kyle, personally, have never seen eye-to-eye. And I think you know when they were in Vendetta's it was Joss and Rogan and Kyle. When they were in War of the Worlds 2, it was Joss and Rogan and Kyle. And then when it was Total Madness, I think, obviously, it's almost like a, what's that thing called? Like Six Degrees of Separation in that Mm. Rogan had the relationship with CT. CT had the relationship with Bananas. Bananas had the relationship with Kyle. Let's all be friends. Yeah. (laughs) But also, they they both come across as quite likeable guys and who have a lot of the same interests like women 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 instagram and drinking um, yeah. <laughs> but so you throw you throw them into a room together and they'll probably get on really really well um but yeah sorry to go back i slightly <laughs> slightly turned this off on a tangent there apologies buddy that's all right that's, that's the point of the conversation <laughs> uh, actually yeah Ro- rogan would have been good value on this season but if we go back where were we and also, could you imagine a rogue agent? Oh, God, he could actually have made quite good puns for it. Yeah, yeah. that would have been good. Rogue, rogue agent, nicely done. <laughs> um, but, um, you yeah, know, what, what we were saying was about that little nod that Kyle's about to do something that we know he shouldn't do. And it's almost that thing where the viewer's screaming at the TV. If you're a car <laughs> fan, you're going, don't do this, please don't do this, what are you doing? You think you're so clever and you're really stupid. You're really stupid right now. Don't do it. Whereas in his head, he's like, I'm a genius. I'm literally the smartest in this game. Yeah. Um, he also, people know he's a bit of a liar, right? Every season he says in confessionals, like, can you just edit me to make me look stupid? But, you know, I am lying to get my way through this. He goes, surely people have worked that out by now. But he's like, he's so charming about it. Mm. I think that it was like, as soon as he cut his hair and he wasn't the pirate kind. <laughs> He was just this, like, charming, cheeky, suave British guy. I mean, I think we'll probably talk about some of his outfits in this episode a bit later. I think uh, during deliberation, he was dressed like he was a member of the Backstreet Boys. Um, And then in his confessionals, he was dressed like he was in, like, the cream version of that picture of The Rock when he's younger in the polo neck and the chain and the bum bag, or fanny pack, as they call it in America. Um, (laughs) But... But... He's one of those guys that I think he, he, he plays that a bit like Nelson. He plays the lovable fool really well. But at the same time, I think there are moments like this where he thinks he's one step ahead of everyone and he's actually not. Yeah. The problem is he also can't work out when he isn't and he can't look forward and see the risk if something backfires. He's probably, he's got just enough of game knowledge to go, this could work, but not enough to go, if this doesn't, I'm screwed, basically. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, when we're looking at people at this point who could be screwed in the game, Joseph's not doing himself any favours. You know, he's saying to Big T, you've got people that you're loyal to. You know, this isn't good for me. He doesn't understand this game at all, does he? No, not even slightly. He's basically never watched an episode, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently. And what was it Big T said? This is the challenge. It isn't a psychology degree at university, darling. That was good. Yeah, when he's trying to look like he knows what he's on about and then gets completely shown up. Speaking Big of him T. getting shown up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing? I wasn't confused. I was flabbergasted. Like, this is a... In what world is that intimidating? <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't, first, well, I, I think I said this on the first podcast. I don't really get his casting. Mm. I think it's an odd casting move. I didn't really know about him personally anyway myself, but I'm not the most important person to the challenge producers. But, like, he's, he was from a talent competition. And actually, the people that are good on this show are the people that come from reality filmed 24 7 background whereas he's filmed in a three minute this is me type of clip and then he does a performance gets judged and then hits the phone number and you're off yeah um so i can understand why and oh here we go with nicknames again uh double o big t uh would like a new partner because he just he doesn't know what he's doing and i think this was shown as we got into the deliberation where Joseph straight away was like, oh yeah, I'd like some drama. Yeah. And, and T, Big T's reaction, I think, was probably the best representation of an audience reaction we could have. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? You've been you here a what? week. You don't it know was, what... Her facial expression at that point was the facial expression that goes, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the human embodiment of the face palm emoji. And yes, um, I did just hit myself in the head because you <laughs> heard that noise. <laughs> I did. Um, and are you okay? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> um, and, you know, he said that. He said, you know, Wes has won this. Wes is rich. I want to prove myself. I, I want to go against Wes. And then Wes, for me, had one of the two lines of the episode, which was, well, you want to talk facts. Let's start with the fact that I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> and Darrell and was it cam did these confessionals where they're like oh you know if you're so rich you don't have to say that you're rich i don't know if you agree with me here the way that wes was in this deliberation was perfect for british humor it was so funny it was complete deadpan it was basically ignoring the main bits of the points and just going Yes, I am great. Um, it was like the refined version of his, I've got a Porsche, a monster truck, yes. uh, a house and a, and 30 companies. He goes, no, nope, loaded, fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like when he did the Porsche run, it was the angry words to Johnny. When he did this one, it was a sit down child. Uh, yeah, I'm too good for this crap. <laughs> yeah. And I think he said it later, which was my favorite line, which was, I'm speaking, the multi-time champion is speaking. <laughs> And you it, saw Nanny at that point spin around on her chair laughing. Yeah, because she was sat on the arm of the sofa, wasn't she? Um, yeah, that was a... 
he was just gold in this entire mm. thing to be honest like he had two or three like standout moments of not confessional house comments which is always so much more genuine and entertaining for the fact you know it's off the cuff and it's not potentially not a rehearsed line but yeah i really really enjoyed res throughout this entire episode um i think i preferred that bit to the janitor line as well <laughs> And let me just try and see if I can bullet point this deliberation because it started off quite clear and then got really confusing. So Joseph said, vote me in, I want to go against Wes. So then Wes said, okay, everyone should vote you in. And then Anissa and Fessy vote me in. Then you guys know that I'm only coming for Anissa and Fessy and I'm not coming for you. And then Joseph said, vote Wes in because I don't want you all to vote me in and then Fessy can vote me in. So I definitely got it right. Cause in my head, I was like, has this guy just contradicted everything he's just said? Because Wes told him that he was rich. He, he just panicked in me and then just went round in circles around it. And I think he probably thought he had a good idea. And then he saw the risk of, Oh, Fessy has no reason to do what I'm asking. Joseph is not going to, Joseph, yeah, good. Yeah, Sorry. Joseph, 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 Joseph. You've turned into Big T. Big T, has, Big T has ruined me for this bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, um, yeah, he, he just literally went round in circles because I think he immediately saw the danger and then um, flipped it back round and was like, don't, oh yeah, Fessy's got no reason to do what I want. He'll just, he could screw me. And then... Do you know who I really liked in this? Natalie. Because she, she stuck up for Wes and she literally just said to Joseph, no, you've said you want to go in. You said you want to go against Wes. So we're all going to vote you in. Don't go back on your word. And then Wes is happy to go in against you. That's not the issue. But you've said that you want everyone to vote you in. So don't try and turn it on us. And she, I think she showed that loyalty that we've been talking about. She showed the loyalty and strength to actually be valuable with it as well. Like- and she speaks very intelligently. Yeah, definitely. She is someone who could potentially get a bit of control in this game, which is why I think, for what you said earlier, having Wes and her win the next challenge would be the best thing from an entertainment value. Oh, 100%. Um, And I think that's why, as viewers, it would be much better for us to see Joseph get voted in than Wes. And as Wes said, and as Natalie actually said, she just said, you heard people were going to vote you in, so you thought you'd be the big man, you'd volunteer yourself, so you save face. Then do it. Don't say you want to do it and then try and turn it. Um, so at this point, it's time for individual voting. So let's see how those votes went down. All right, let's get to it. Me, by Amber and Darrell. Strong team, but this week is not your week. Big T and Joseph. Wes and Natalie, the house has spoken. I love you, Big T. You asked for it, so I'm giving it to you. Any strong team is going to be a threat to my game, so I'm going to compromise these agents. I'm compromising um, T and Joseph. Not necessarily T, more Joseph. He's been an awful partner to T, and there's just absolutely no communication there. T needs a new partner. You've been compromised, my boy. Sorry, dude. 
I'm in the middle of a war that I don't want to get involved in. I wanted to trust you, Wes. You got too many targets on your back. Knew that. See you down there, baby. Coming at me. Don't know why. So I am returning the volley. Big T asked me to do this, and I trust Big T. If Joseph goes home, she gets a strong partner, CT, and I want to do everything I can to help her out. So, uh, some brilliant editing there, as per usual. Um, straight after they went and voted, Kyle and Tori went straight to Fessy and Nisa and said that they voted for Wes. Now, Tori did, but Kyle was lying. We know that that wasn't a good move because of what we already know, but imagine we didn't know that the double agents go into the chamber and find out and this was any other season, would you think that is genius? No, because had he already kind of said, I'll vote this way before. So the fact he went straight up to him and then said it, I was like, yeah, you're trying a bit hard here. If I was Fessy and Anissa in that case, I'd be a bit suspicious, especially what I know around Kyle anyway. But do you think that Fessy and Kyle have some sort of friendship? Because obviously they, they did a final together last season. And I think there's something to be said about when you, do, when you run a final mm. with other people, that, that bond that it brings you. That, I, I've never really considered that, to be fair. Um, I, I, I never, I've never really seen them one-on-one interact in the thing. They're probably more... I wouldn't put them as, like, friends or allies. Maybe it's, like, a casual... It's maybe... It's closer than other people on the season, but it's nothing where you help each other in the game yet, is what I would class it as. And do you think Fessy and Anissa believed him at that point? What did Kyle vote in the first week? He did vote for Wes, didn't he? No. No, sorry, he did vote for CT and Ashley. Yeah. Yeah, so that might be the one thing they go, oh, yeah, cool, he voted the champ way last time. He's probably continuing that one. But at this point, Fessy and Anissa probably just don't care because they know what they're going to find out. So they would not... They wouldn't make any waves. They'd be like, oh, cool. Cheers for letting us know. And then go, right, make a mental note. We'll definitely check Kyle. Because they don't seem to get to see it for that long. So no, there's probably... They... The... No, so, so yeah. No, they, they don't get to see it for that long. And let's see the moment where they... Well, or hear the moment that they find out exactly who are the compromised agents and who have put them in that compromised position. Back at it again, baby. Right. <sighs> we pull that one off. The info we receive in the chamber is definitely beneficial to my game because I told our lines to vote Wesson, and it lets me know who's blatantly lying to my face and who I can rock with moving forward. We know things that the, the rest of the house don't know. Mm-hmm. We definitely have an advantage. I've told everyone that all we do in here is deliberate. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone anything but you. But we'll see where these votes lie. So our double agents, Fessy and Anissa, did not seem particularly happy about the fact that it was uh, Joseph and Big T voted in, did they? No, I, I don't think 
it helped anything with their game because again they assume it's a guys and who is joseph going to be um and they obviously as we know get to see who who put these agents in a compromising position it sounds so weird saying that um, <laughs> and there there were 17 votes that went joseph and big t's way um i wrote them down we've got nanny kyle obviously uh, CT, I didn't realise he still got to vote, so that's another interesting aspect of the game. Uh, Josh, but not his partner Cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devon and Nicole, Wes and Natalie, Amber M, but not her partner Nelly, Scuba Nelly. Uh, Nam, but this one's interesting, not his partner Lolo. Mm. Now she does share a room with Cam, so she's kind of in that Cam alliance. Um, Darrell and Amber B, Leo, but again, not Gabby. Uh, Leroy and Casey uh, and Liv and Michi. One thing I was surprised about, given it's an individual vote, is that Big T didn't vote for her own team. (laughs) It's literally what I was first going to say was my takeaway there. I I was really surprised that wasn't it. Two things that surprised me there were Big T not voting and a very high number of partners not voting together. Yeah, I think especially not just partners, but alliances. Like, mm. Leroy voted uh, for Joseph and Big T, but Cam didn't. Yeah, how easy do you reckon it is to discuss in the house about who you're voting for? Do they go straight from deliberation to that room with no break? Yeah, but they're going in one by one, so I can't... Unless production say, deliberation's over, you stand in a line now, you're not allowed to talk to each other, we're going to watch you. Yeah, There's, like, do they call the them own... out one by one from that room? Because then I can see it kind of making sense because you're not like, it, it, you, you mm. give away your game away, obviously, by discussing it. It completely defeats the point of an anonymous vote. So I think the only way that production could stop you from talking about it is to literally do what you say, which yeah. is sit there, we're filming you, anyone talks, your vote doesn't count, or something like that. Yeah. But I, I'd ima- I don't imagine that they'd go straight from deliberation with no recording pause into voting yeah you're also losing out on an opportunity for a bit of drama as well and like it's not much risk of a challenge of going oh if you overhear someone discussing who they vote for that's going to be good tv because mm. you'll potentially get someone running off and telling them and they'll try and weasel their way out of it um how many that's what who didn't vote for him then so okay, there's so, about so, so we've got a, 17 there there's yeah. 28 overall Add the two double agents who didn't vote, so that's 19. Joseph obviously didn't vote for himself, so that's 20. So Big T, yeah, Lolo, is going to be eight overall. So Big T, Lolo, Cam, Teresa, Jay. Who are the other three? Gabby. Gabby, yep. Yeah. God, just shows who, we, who might be a Nelson. Yeah. Oh, wait, Nelson, Corey, Tory, so it's nine. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to work out if there's any voting blocks that actually do fit together. Mm. Corey, Nelson, Tory, you can yeah. imagine them discussing it and voting. So they do, it could be that they get a chance to discuss. I think Corey and Tory make quite a good team. Yeah, I, so again, I think what we said last week. Very, very good together at about 80% of the game. That there's going to, I think there's going to be a hurdle they just can't get over. Um, the puzzles. 
Yeah, puzzles. Yeah. And again, you're right if Corey's knee doesn't hold up over a final. Mm. I think this whole voting thing, again, and this is where we're then a second step ahead of the cast. Because not only do we know that the double agents know, but then we know who's voted. Yeah. So it's almost like, and I think it's great, and it's almost the show giving back to the audience in that not only do we have power over the rest of the cast, we've almost got that little bit of power over the double agents as well. Or at least we're on par with them. And, you know, one of the big things that we talked about before they went into the chamber was Kyle telling Fessy and Anissa that he voted for Wes. (laughs) Well, he didn't. And they know that now because Kyle, I'm afraid, is not a secret vote. And now the tables have turned. Fessy and Anissa's uh, cogs in their brains are starting to move around. Wes doesn't seem to be so much of the target anymore. No. Do you, okay. If you were Fessy and Anissa, would you be scared of what Kyle can do, knowing he's lied to you and his reputation as very, very well liked? Would he be someone you would try and get rid of at this point? I would say Wes is always going to have a target. Whereas Kyle is a very good social comedian in this game in that even if there was a target on him at one point, he could very easily get it off. And I think he is more dangerous than Wes because Wes is so much more obvious in his gameplay. Yeah. Whereas Kyle doesn't have anywhere he'll flip between. Uh, sorry, anywhere he won't flip between. So exactly. I, I, I do think they go, we can park Wes for a bit. We know where we stand with him. We know what we have to do to him. We know he's willing to work with us, but we don't really need him yet. Kyle could s- sneak into other people in the house and try and flip the game. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Wes is the enemy that needs them. Yeah, They have that power over Wes, whereas Kyle's gone in and almost been like, I've got the power here. And if he hadn't, we, we were pretty convinced Kyle and Nanny would skate through the first three quarters of this game. Yeah. And I still think if Kyle hadn't called them all pussies at the start and hadn't so obviously lied, that would still be the case. But I Kyle, by had... trying to play the game, has mm. made himself a target. I was about to say the exact same thing. Kyle tried to play the game and the game played Kyle. Yeah. And I think he's someone who at this point would then need to be... Well, this is the other thing. Again, Again, as viewers, we know. We know Kyle is now in danger. Kyle thinks he is in no danger whatsoever. <laughs> so he's heading down to the crater. Happy as Larry. You know, slightly hungover. Ready to watch an elimination happen. And George, you're going to head down to the crater now. Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to check in with our very own Rogue Agent Redditor and then I'll meet you down there. Cool. See you down there. I am joined by our Rogue Agent Redditor. Yes, we have got Brian who goes by the name of TJ's Bike over on the Challenge subreddit. Brian, welcome to the show. How's it going? Happy to be here. It's really good to have you on. It's, uh, it's good to have an American voice. Me and Georgia make it a bit too British at the moment, I think. Yeah, I hope my Chicago accent isn't too thick. It's not bothering anybody, I hope. 
<laughs> so, um, so Brian, what, what got you into the challenge? Well, it's hard to say, you know, it's a, it's like the real world was just kind of always just part of my life, you know? And, uh, you know, when you were growing up, I, I had an older sister and like she would have MTV on and stuff. So I'm honestly not really sure. It's just always kind of been a thing, you know, that I've been, that's been on TV, you know? Yeah. And um, what was your first season that you watched? So it's funny when I went, when the CBS All Access came out with all these old seasons and everything, I went back to like the original, like as far back as I could. And I mean, I remember all that stuff. So, I mean, I would say, I mean, I was watching back in like the Inferno days earlier than that, but like the first season where I can like remember, remember, you know, watching it and everything like that, I would say would be Duel 2. And uh, uh, just remind me, uh, who was who were the winners of that? So that was the one that was Evan won with Rachel, um, with like where Mark and and had to wait back for Anissa. That was like kind of a famous thing on there. Uh, so that's that's the kind of OG OG series. Oh yeah, that's much back in the day for sure. So obviously, you must be quite pleased to have Darrell back for this season of Double Agents. Happy to have Darrell. No, it's with people like Darrell. It's like, um, it's just good to see your old friends. That's what it's more like. It's like, uh, it's, you know, Darrell could do anything. It doesn't really matter how much he has impact on the season. It's just, you know, it's nice to see my buddy again, more or less. Yeah, it's that kind of friendly face thing. And I feel like that's, that's the thing about the challenges. It's always nice to have one of those OG vets as opposed to what I kind of call the new school vets and the kind of Corys and the and the Nelsons. It's good to have those CT, Darrell, Anissas. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you kind of need that, you know, you gotta, if you have this show that spanned as long as it has, like, it's important to kind of tie the old, tie the older viewers back into the, uh, back into now. And I think it's interesting because there's a lot of shows on TV that I think get less popular the more seasons they have. But it seems like the challenge has got more popular. I was looking at the ratings just before we uh, started speaking. Again, second week in a row, number one cable show on Wednesday night. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, it's, it's amazing to me because, I mean, obviously, I imagine it's a bit different over, over with me. Even here, it's like when you see another challenge fan in the wild, it's just kind of like, it's a very like exciting thing, you know? It's not something you really broadcast, but like sometimes you'll just see like a Johnny Bananas t-shirt out and you'll just kind of give them a look and then they'll kind of like, oh, hey, you know, you, gotta, you guys all, you both know kind of exactly what you're, uh, what, you're, what you're talking about. It's that kind of knowing look of you're in the fraternity, isn't it? That's exactly right. You know, you've, we've, as Johnny would say, bled the same blood in the same mud, you know? <laughs> and do you have a um, a favorite challenger? Maybe like a new school favorite and a and an, an old and an old school favorite. Well, well, you know, it's if favorite as in like favorite to watch, just be on TV. You know, that would be like, you know, I love Nani just for the simple fact that you know you never know what you're gonna get. It could be, she could be going berserk one minute and be totally normal the next. Um, so that's been fun to watch over about a decade now. Um, I love, I love Johnny. I'm a big Bananas fan. Um, I know that's a, that's a pretty basic answer, but you know, you got to appreciate He's a polarizing figure, I seem to think, from the, uh, from the Reddit. Yeah, 
yeah you just you just gotta you gotta appreciate greatness for me you know a lot of the uh, you can you can parse out the details of a lot of the wins but i mean he's won seven of these like no one else no one else close so he's obviously he's obviously you know um better than a lot of people want to give him credit for and can i ask because obviously you know you say you live in chicago you you know american tv and and the way that people in america watch tv a lot more than i do here in the uk do you think the challenge would work on one of the bigger networks or do you think it's got its niche on mtv it's got it's exactly where it needs to be in fact it's one of those things where uh, and i've i've actually been thinking about this over the last two episodes it's just there's there's like um it is a competition and it's a very you know and, and i you know fans take it very seriously as a competition as do the people in it but you know it, at a certain point if there's nobody like hooking up and getting too drunk it's just like watching another sport you know like the fact that it's on mtv and they're fed alcohol is kind of like a whole is the this part of the reason that we all watch you know yeah, and I think something that George and I have touched upon previously on this podcast is I feel, and I think he feels as well, the show's evolved quite a lot in that, like you say, it is now a competition. Previously, I think it was a reality show with a competition aspect. Now I think it's become a competition with a reality show aspect. Yeah, I mean, you, when, the, when the prize is a million dollars, things people tend to take it a little more seriously. Yeah, I think everyone takes everything seriously if there's there's six zeros at the end. Yeah, because I mean, it used to be like the top prize would be like you know a hundred grand, but split between four people, five people. Which you know, I mean, I, I would take I would take twenty thousand dollars right now. I'm not opposed to that, but I mean, it's just a when when you know you have Ashley walking away solo with a million dollars. It's just kind of it changes the 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 composition of of you know, what people are there to do. Not to forget the, um, the Polaroid camera and the T-Mobile sidekick, sidekick that they used to get as a... Yeah, as exactly. Prizes. Exactly. I mean, Ashley can buy 17 T-Mobile sidekicks. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it's just a different... Um, the stakes are higher. That's really all it is. There's less of an incentive to get blackout drunk. I think one of the great things about the show is the fact that it has such a passionate fan base. And that's one of the things that we see over on Reddit. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, when you found the subreddit and, and the kind of posts that you make, the kind of threads that you like to read and comment on. Sure. So, I mean, I've been lurking around the subreddit for years. I mean, you know, Reddit, I've known about it for a long time. I've never posted. I just kind of would go on there to see like challenge gossip and like NBA stuff and like things like that. And then uh, recently, you know, I just, lost my job due to COVID. I was a restaurant manager and we had to shut down. Um, so, you know, I just recently decided to kind of just uh, act out my passions and started, started writing a little bit and posting my stuff on Reddit. And it's kind of been, uh, it's been really, um, it's been really nice to see the positive reactions that I've gotten so far. And I think that's the thing. I think, um, especially in the subreddit for the challenges, that people really do appreciate uh, creators that kind of go that extra mile. Um, I think one of the rules specifically on there is that the posts have to have some some kind of substance to them. And I think people not just appreciate it, but it then leads to that discussion. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, uh, 
uh, on one of the reunions, Johnny was talking about, he was, he was saying that, you know, he, he talks to the big brother fans and, and all the other shows that come in and just to let them know, like, you, have, you don't understand how passionate these fans are and like what you're really getting yourself into with, with, with these people. Like, and, and that can be positive and negative. I'm sure for a lot of them, I'm, I'm off social media, so I don't really see a lot of that part of it. Um, but um, you're right. It's, it's, it's definitely a show that breeds passion, whether it's the castmates or the fans. Um, and one of the things that we've been speaking about so far on this podcast, as we recap the episode uh, from this week is about the the mission as they call it what was your opinion on this week's mission well i'd say it definitely didn't go as well as i bet the producers thought it would go um they've done these kind of things before where it's like they force people to sort of show their hand um you know their with their what side they're on who they're working with they kind of have forced them to show it um, but I guess what they underestimated is how, just how scared of a game so many of these people play now, because that's kind of the way that, that's the smart way to do it. But I mean, like everyone just kind of stood around and was like waiting for permission from, I'm not really sure who, uh, on what to do next. And it just kind of like, I don't know, Kyle said it best and, and you know what he, I mean, you know, he's he didn't know what was going on. Neither did I. I was waiting for people to do anything. He, he almost said what I was thinking as I watched it, which was just do something. Yeah, do do something. And in general, you know, this has been a season that, you know, we're an episode and a half in at the moment based on what we've been recapping. We've not quite got to the elimination yet, but... There's been a lot of twists, a lot of turns. It's a very interesting season. Yeah, I, I after uh, after Total Madness, in terms of like the game, the game, you know, the game theory part of it. Um, after Total Madness, I'm down for anything, and the fact that they just kind of went, they quadrupled down on like the whole twist aspect of it is is but is that's great for me. And what I think is nice, especially kind of in the in the current climate with the fact that, you know, everyone's been locked down and then they got quarantined before they went over there is that the twist doesn't feel like it's a nasty twist. It seems like it's more of a kind of, this is going to be a really fun way to play the game twist that I isn't going to have a big impact or on kind of the mental health of the challenges, because that's one thing they do talk about when they come out is how it affects their mental health with all the gameplay that they do. And I think this one, whilst there's a lot of twists and it's slightly complicated, it's quite fun. It's fun for us. I imagine that, you know, they're probably at this point, like a week in, a week and a half in. I imagine that after a month of this, of kind of like not being able to get your feet settled really in any way, I, I imagine that they're, they hated it at a certain point, you know? And, um, what do you think of kind of the house they've got this season? Last season, they were in an underground bunker. Obviously, that had a bit of an effect on, on their enjoyment of actually playing the game. This season, they've put them in a really nice house. They've got their own nightclub there. Um, what do you think of the house? And what do you think of, you know, they've got this big gym. What do you think of that, how that's going to change the dynamics for the cast? 
Love the house. Love Club COVID. I love all of it. I um, I think that it's going to lead them to be happier, um, which will be just more of an interesting show to watch. Like I, you know, I don't. Total Madness was what it was, and I got a season of the challenge, and for that, I'm forever grateful. But um, they didn't look like they were having any fun, and I I called it. It was at the beginning of the season. And I said it for the same reason I thought the Lakers were going to win the championship is like, that's a situation where the only people that are going to come out on top are the people that care the most and nobody cared more than Johnny. So this season, it's going to be a little different. Everyone's a lot more comfortable. They look like they're having fun. They look like they're well fed. Um, and so that's, it's nicer to see happier people. Maybe people start hooking up. I don't know. And what are your hopes for the season? You just said, you know, maybe people look up. What are your hopes for how this season's going to play out? Because I think from episode one and what we've seen so far in episode two, this is going to be a fun season. Stuff will happen every single episode. Yeah, I'm kind of there too. I just think that it's going to be a lot of fun. Things are going to actually happen. There's actually going to be like political intrigue and like things to think about and you might actually you know glean something of the human condition but uh i'm mostly looking forward to it looks like there's probably going to be a new champ um so that'll be fun um well definitely if it's uh if it's split male and female champs it's definitely going to be a brand new female champ yeah and i'm i'm looking forward to that um new blood on the champion side is always good um, cause that brings out future storylines that makes more people coming back and more reason. And you know, all that stuff, it just kind of branches out and uh, full positives for really everybody. Now, before I ask, ask the next question, I just need to check. Do you read spoilers, Brian? Nah, no, I, I, you know, I, I've never really understood why someone would, um, you know, I, I consume the art as the artist intended. And I think that is the best way to do it. I mean, myself, I the only spoilers I do read is the cast spoilers. I want to find out who the cast is, but then they reveal that before the show anyway. Um, yeah, but that's I, where I'm at I, too. I, I check the cast and then I, I I check out. In which case, I feel completely comfortable asking this question. Let's assume it's a male and a female winner. Who's your pick for this season? Oh boy, I bet the female winner will be. Either Nicole, no, not Nicole. That's a silly thing to say. They're just going to be one puzzle and she's going to be done. It's going to be <laughs> something like that, like a returning vet. Um, it's not going to be Natalie. It won't be a newbie. Lolo? It won't be Lolo. Oh, interesting. It'll be like Cam, Nani. It'll be somebody like that. I mean, that'd be cool if it was Nani, but it'll, it, I don't think so. But it'll be somebody in that, in that realm. And what about the guys? Oh... <sighs> You know, I really want to say Leroy because that would be just ideal. Fairy tale um, ending. Yeah, yeah. And he deserves, you know, that's, that's kind of my guy. It, it back, if we circle back to the favorites question. I guess I didn't mention Leroy. I mean, he's definitely, he's, he checks all the boxes for me. But let's go. Let's, you know what? Let's do this. Let's just do it. Leroy and Cam, winners, double up the money, move to Houston, live happily ever after. I'm going with that. And that is Leroy's fairy tale ending for his reality TV career from real world to the challenge. Double agents. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Brian, thank you so much for joining me. You go by TJ's bike over on Reddit. So everyone go consume Brian's content, comment. Thank you so much. 
Um, and now we're going to head back to TJ before I, do- I join George over at the crater. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crater. A secret vote was held, and now it's time to declassify that information and find out which agents are compromised. Let's work, baby! I'm just hoping Anissa and Fessy are gonna do what they said they would do and put Wes and Natalie in tonight. All right, so Big T and Joseph, come on down. Let's go. So now, not only do Fessy and Anissa know the compromised agents, but TJ has revealed to the whole cast that just as Joseph wanted, he's happy about it, compromised agents, Joseph and Big T going down into the crater, voted in for elimination. Are you surprised how happy Joseph is? Because first he wanted to go in, then he wanted Wes to be the one voted in. Now he wants to, he wants to go in. You know, you know who I want. I've set up a pay-per-view here is what he said. <laughs> very confident. Yeah, I, I think he's probably always a little bit confident though, right? I think he's probably very, very happy-go-lucky through anything he does. And he's just kind of doesn't really overly care he also probably didn't go into this season thinking oh i'm going to win he probably went in for i've made some friends in the house i've been quite funny let's see what happens i'm excited to try it i think he he should have been a bit more worried um i mean he must have a better plan than just boy tits do you think he was convinced that they were going to throw wes in at this point yeah, I, I don't think he saw that coming. Do, do we get to see his reaction to that? I'm actually blanking on whether it cuts to his face in the episode. And he I, surprised. I think they, they focused on someone else's reaction when they did the reveal. But Cam said something, which I think is almost like a little thing that was seems like a throwaway clip in this episode, but will become very interesting down the line, is where Cam does a confession and she says, I hope Anissa and Fessy are going to do what they said and throw Wes in. And it seems like a throwaway line just to lead us into what happened next. But actually, it's almost saying, Anissa and Fessy are with me. They've told me what they're going to do. I hope they're going to do it. She seems like she doesn't 100% trust them. Yeah, which... Wait, what's their history? Um, Actually, have Cam and Anissa ever done a season together? They were both on... Was Anissa on Dirty 30? Yeah, she was. She was. Was Cam? No, Cam was Vendettas. Cam came in Vendettas. So Anissa wasn't on Vendettas. Um, Anissa's comeback was Total Madness. Which yeah, Cam was skipped. Cam on last year? No, she skipped it. Ah, yeah, they've alternated since Dirty Thirty. Yeah, but they had that conversation that we talked about last week about how they respect each other, how they want to work with each other, yeah. how they've been through a lot that each of the others, and obviously. Um, you know, Cam seems to have a good relation with the Young Bucks boys. So you'd think that she's got some good relationship with Fessy. Do you also think there's a sense of like, Fessy is obviously such a threat, like we touched on earlier, that Anissa is protected by that and doesn't really care and be like, yeah, to Cam, we'll, we'll do this, we'll throw in Wes. But I, I don't really feel bound by it. We'll see what happens. But also, isn't it that thing that like, you remember last year in the final when, who was it that Corey and Jenny were able to 
put the eliminations together for the kind of middle part of the final challenge. Yeah, whoever finished first could put yeah. someone in, right? And yeah. Corey said, I'm letting her pick the girls because it's her game and I'm picking the boys because it's my game. Because what we've said that this is an individual game dressed up as a pairs game, yeah. is Fessy actually really more in it for what he can do for himself than what he can do for the partnership. Whereas actually I think Anissa is leaning on Fessy in this partnership. Yeah. Well, where does the power sit in this partnership? Uh, Fessy is more valuable to Anissa than Anissa is to Fessy. And Cam has that relationship with Anissa, but she doesn't probably doesn't have as good a relationship with Fessy because she's never done a season with him and she's not had that type of sit down chat that we saw. Yeah. And Anissa can't sway Fessy. So Cam's link into this power couple sorry, double agent, uh, is, not as, is not as strong as she'd probably like it to be, is it? No, and I think one thing we should say is when they walk into the crater, it's a big roped-off circle area. There's some posts and there's a, a, a kind of big ring in the middle. Without knowing what's happening next, what was your first thoughts as to what this elimination might be? I literally went, yay, headbanger. Uh, because I enjoyed last week's elimination. I, I'm simple in this. I like the physical eliminations. Saw this and it was like, cool, this is some kind of twist on the double eight one from Mendetta's and also, um, I think you've called it out, the uh, CT and JP and Kyle ring one. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think, um, I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but I put that in our, in our notes because we yeah. actually do prepare, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> we, we take this, this very seriously. Um, but no, I agree. I straight away thought, this is a physical one. Fessy can easily Rip beat Joseph in this. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and TJ turns to them, he says, do you want to come down? Um, and Fessy says, no, because I don't know what the rules are. What's your he thought? Sa- well, he says earlier, I'll go in if it's a hall brawl or a pole wrestle. This is, is kind of a pole wrestle. It's just a circular yeah. pole. Is he... <laughs> circular pole is such a weird concept. <laughs> is he... Is Fessy a bit... This is the thing I think I've been trying to phrase throughout and I've not done it yet. Is Fessy a bit of a coward and is not willing to take any form of a risk because he knows if it eventually gets to a hall brawl, or anything where it's so obvious it's physical, he can throw himself in. I mean, yeah, but the only way that wasn't physical is if you had to stand in the middle and launch a ring over each pole, and it was a game of accuracy, which would be a terrible... Oh, like throw the th- like horseshoe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, that's the only way that wasn't physical, and that would not be an elimination. <laughs> but is it worth risking? Like, I remember last year with Total Madness, it was when they were like we don't know how many red skulls are left. Should we throw ourselves in? And then it went, oh, we've basically worked out the calendar. So it's everyone gets a turn. Yeah. Whereas this season, TJ said, I have 10 red skulls, which means at some, there are 30 people there and you're only eliminating one a week at the moment, which means after 10 eliminations, unless there's some purge, there's still 20 challenges there. 10 yeah. with red skulls, 10 without, which means there's going to be some kind of maybe three, four, five more eliminations after that. Is it a risk to go, I'll wait to see a hall brawl, but I may not actually be a double agent at that point? Well, I think if if he'd seen this on week five, six or seven, maybe he would have done it. Um, 
he's got eight more weeks. The odds of him winning another daily, probably quite high. Um, but it's gonna. I think this was a huge error. Basically, I don't understand his decision. And TJ called him out on that because he said, "Yeah, you need a gold goal to run my final." And Fessy said, "I'm still saying no." And I think that would once he found out what that was, he he obviously regretted it. Yeah, he did. He said, "Can I change my vote?" Which mm. I think I think was referring to him going in or sending. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was a hundred percent about about him not sending himself in. Um, but then we had the moment that was interesting because we as viewers, based on the way that the episode had had been playing out, we knew this was going to happen. But the rest of the cast obviously didn't because they don't know the twist of the the double agents um, know who's voted and they didn't know Carl had lied to them. The classified and information? Is that called that yet? Would, yeah, <laughs> I think they called it I that. I think it is that, yeah. Um, but Anissa's the... Uh, the first one. Oh, no, sorry. Um, no, Fessy voted first. Yeah. Um, and he voted for Kyle. And again, another little throwaway confessional that might kind of move forward as the game continues. And I think we might have seen that in the trailer. Corey was, was not happy. Yeah. About Fessy throwing in Kyle instead of Wes. Thought he could trust him was the exact mm. phrasing, wasn't it? That... Fessy's just looking out for himself. Yeah. Which is exactly what you've been saying throughout. It's interesting Corey's been able to pick up on it. Um, actually, no, it's not, to be fair. They, they, they probably had a big discussion on who was going in. Fessy probably said where's and then changed to Kyle. Mm. Uh, for the reasons we probably outlined earlier about we, he knows what Wes is going to do. Is Fessy, is Fessy's... Okay, my theory on Fessy's collapse in mid-season, does he accidentally turn enough people against him that he almost moves out of the alliance because Anissa's is probably not an overly strong member of that alliance in terms of um, relationships. Is she, she's not going to be enough to keep them in. Fessy mm. is the reason it's in. If he annoys enough people and they think we're not, we're probably not going to beat this guy. Um, and he's being really selfish. All of us go after him. I think there's something to be said about, overplaying an individual game i think i mean if we go back to war of the worlds 2 which many people thought was cara and paulie ran both teams i actually think cam and kaylee yeah. ran both teams and they were very clever in the way that they did it because they made it seem like it was cara and paulie and paulie overplayed that season but because it was a team game and he had the numbers you can do that because if you've got the numbers in your team and you're overplaying, it doesn't matter because you're getting to the final as a team. In this one, you're getting to the final as an individual because you have to individually get a gold skull. Yes. And if you're overplaying against what your alliance wants, the alliance isn't going to be happy. And it's not a team game because you're not taking your alliance to the final. And at the point that Corey and Nelson start to realize that, if Fessy continues to play the way he's playing... I can see them turning on him because he's, he's an, you know, he's a, an, an off cut version of the young bucks. He's not Hunter. They wouldn't yeah. do it to Hunter. Fessy's a one season wonder at the moment with them. Yeah. Oh, also I reckon prime Hunter could possibly be Fessy. 
Ooh, that's a matchup that's... I'd like. I don't know because of the height. Yeah, Hampton's actually quite Coming short. from me, who said that I thought Leo could beat uh, Fessy in a hall <laughs> ball, but I, I, I thought I'd say it before someone on Reddit. So. <laughs> oh, God, it's out. Um, oh, God, that would just be a battle. But yeah, sorry, back to the thing. Um, no, sorry, I can't stop picturing them running into each other. That's that's a, that's a, that would register on the Richter scale, to be honest. <laughs> um, and but I think that's the thing about Fessy is physical elimination is his game, and he made a huge mistake not picking himself to go in. He threw in Kyle, um, and then Anissa did the same. And Kyle was not happy. He wanted the heads up if he was going in. Yeah. Um, but Anissa said it in her confessional. Kyle lied. He deserves it. Yeah, I, I mean. Kyle, Kyle's also shown in the past that he does unsubstantiated outrage quite well. Like in Final Reckoning, when um, the whole him and Kara thing is going on, and he gets a vote, he's livid. Uh, he throws Paulie in because um, he's flirting with Kara right before you see how much of a dick Paulie is. It, 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 some of his like reactions are a bit hypocritical. He's never going to be the one who went, yeah, fair enough kind of lied deserved it let's be honest kyle would throw someone in if he was in the power couple that he said that he wouldn't not power couple in the double agents that he said he wouldn't yeah, but i would. think what he was annoyed about is this would be funnier though <laughs> oh yeah but i think he was annoyed that he wasn't given a heads up and he said that um but then you kind of you look at it and you you look at kyle standing there next to joseph kyle's got experience he knows the game he knows eliminations um, and now he's heated and he's about to go into a physical elimination. Um, and let's head to TJ to tell us a bit more about this elimination. All right, guys, tonight's operation is called Ring of Five. To begin, you and your opponent are going to start in the middle. You're each going to be holding on to the ring. You're going to wrestle that ring away from your opponent and place it on your post. First one to two wins tonight's elimination round, stays in the game, but more importantly, earns that gold skull, which qualifies you to run my final. Loser goes home empty-handed. I take my vote back. Good luck, you guys. Get it done. So this kind of reminds me of an elimination Carl's done before, albeit he did it kind of three-way with CT and JP. But it's that wrestle the ring, and in this case, you know, you don't have to take out the hand, or you can, but you need to get it on the uh, on the poles. I, I was a fan of this one, to be honest. Uh, it's a, as I've said, I really like the physical ones. It, it was a good, surprisingly good matchup. Um, and I, it generally, Kyle is, uh, as we touched on the start, he's only lost to Theo. If you take out the weird carnival games in Final Reckoning, which were <laughs> absolutely flawed eliminations, to be honest, throughout the entire season. But when it's a pretty much straight up battle, He's shown he's really, really good. And I think physical eliminations as well, he, he's shown he not only has the physicality, but he's got the strength um, yeah. and the heart, which I think is the most important thing. And I think that's one of the things that Fessy didn't show by not volunteering himself. And, you know, he said it, I regret going down there. Um, but before we could actually digest that, Joseph decided to eat some mustard. Yeah, I really hope they... Um we're testing him for doping after like that's not fair Kyle, Kyle didn't get any mustard um, <laughs> but it's why would he like why would he just 
bring mustard to the elimination? That is what I wanted to ask. Why? Where did he get mustard? Well, he knew he was going in, I suppose. Yeah, but he didn't know what type of elimination it would be. No, and his rationale is that it stopped him cramping up when he was doing motocross, which, by the way, is a very tenuous link. <laughs> and what was it Lolo said? If I'd, have, if I'd have known about this mustard trick, I might have won an Olympic gold medal. She, she was just great throughout this entire episode. She had a really very... good episode. She just seemed a bit more human. Because yeah. I think the thing is, you hear Lolo Jones, you know, summer and winter Olympic star on this reality show. You do think, oh, is she a bit too no, cool she, for school? She, but she's, she's throwing herself into yeah. the entire experience, which will just make fans like her. Because that was the, the flaw with her on uh, the first one, wasn't it? Champs versus uh, pros. Yeah. And she was... She took it too seriously and too personally. Yeah, which uh, you can also understand because it was for charity. She also probably needs the money less than <laughs> everyone except maybe Red West because he's rich. Um, <laughs> so maybe she's just here to enjoy the game and clearly is, which is really nice to see. And I think a game that she would have enjoyed would have been this elimination because it was physical. Um, there were moments where it was competitive, but really it was all Kyle. Yeah. Um, good hit, though, from Joseph. Like there getting... were a couple of good hits from him. Yeah, when he flipped Kyle right at the beginning, right, and then also when he full on landed his shoulder in some in his stomach, which I don't know if that's ever happened to you. It's in my bottom ten of favourite things to happen to me. Because you play rugby, don't you? Yeah, I played. I, I think I okay. The reason I like this is I I have been hit just like that when I'm very hungover. And had a similar reaction to what Kyle did. <laughs> and it, you feel really, really weird after. But you do go get straight on the beers, which is um, why I really respect Kyle as a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, there was one hit, actually. So he, Kyle won the first round, which seemed a bit more competitive than the second. Mm. The second round, I think, turned out the mustard doesn't work. <laughs> and uh, Joseph was gassed. And Kyle basically just dragged him over to his side. But fair play to Joseph. He didn't give up straight away because he almost like just speared Kyle. Yeah, I think his, if he was thinking there, his point is he's stronger than me. My only chance here is to let him think he's winning, catch him off his guard and then rip it out of his hand and run to the other side. That's kind of what I could see as a quite good tactic if you're against a stronger opponent. But Kyle, Kyle's a big bloke. He's like 6'2", and I think you said in his Geordie Shaw season, he comes on stacked. He does he? come on stacked, but I don't know if that's Instagram muscles or if that's actual... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's people that go to the gym so that they can take pictures topless, and there's people that go to the gym for the kind of health and strength benefits of it. Um, and I think a lot of those Geordie Shaw boys, at the beginning, it was about... You know, Instagram muscles. looking good and be able you know Instagram muscles and and being able to win in a fight in a club um, <laughs> but no he he's strong I remember after his first season on Vendettas you know he went in he was party boy and then he went he worked out he came back a bit stronger the next season then he leaned down but he had more muscles the season after that like despite what Nanny said throughout this episode I think Kyle takes this very seriously he also is self-confessed that he loves the challenge. There's been yeah. at least four or five confessionals where he's like, I just want to keep coming back and doing this. And he, he really earns his place in the cast. I don't know whether we're biased because we're Brits and we quite like him. Uh, you see, I sometimes think this about myself when I watch it because I always want Kyle to win. Mm. And I want him to win 
because I think I've said this before on this podcast, I see him as like the British pioneer of this show. Yeah. He's the one that I think kept the Brits on the show. Because I'm not sure had he not made the mark that he made in Vendettas, I don't know if we'd have had War of the Worlds 2. Yeah, I, I think Joss was decent on his first season, to be fair. He was um, decent as a competitor, but as entertainment. If, if you go back and rewatch Vendettas and Final Reckoning, he's actually surprisingly funny. And then War of the Worlds 2, he gets nothing. There's a very good puppet show he does about pretending to be Jose and, Shay, uh, and Shane in yeah. one thing. And then there's, yeah, it, 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 keep an eye out for it for a rewatch. And you might think, actually, they, but, I, I think he's been harshly edited. But 100%, you're right. Kyle gets there to the end. He's got three major storylines around him. Gets him I a think, tribunal quite a lot as well, actually, doesn't he? Yeah, I think the line that killed Joss, where everyone went, oh, yeah, he is a bit of a, a nothing um, kind of personality on the show, was the, after the whole Bananas and Devin, Tony, Corey... Chicken Alfredo, <laughs> Pastagate. Um, Kyle, not Kyle, sorry. Um, Joss pipes up when TJ's sending them home. Um, and it was the Bananas line of who put a nickel in Joss. Yeah, which, by the way, he's used before as well on an earlier season, apparently. I didn't catch that. He reuses a lot of lines. I, I've read he writes them pre-season. I don't know how true that is. I would imagine that is 100% true. Yeah, I, I don't really... No, I always need evidence to believe something. That's how you get, <laughs> that's how you get flat earthers. Um, but <laughs> that one I could take, to be fair. Um, but we digress a bit. So, so Kyle's just won the elimination against Joseph. And double O Big T um, has completely forgotten that she's a secret agent. Um, and that her role as a secret agent is to be sad for her partner who's just <laughs> lost. And she's standing there with Nanny, jumping up and down, cheering, going, woo, go Kyle. Um, <laughs> she's, she's not hiding the fact she didn't want Joseph no. to come back, is she? Not at all. She also quite likes Kyle, though, doesn't she? They're... Well, they were on the same kind of side of the alliance for War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds 2. 2. Yeah. And then... Him and Melissa and Jenny and Bananas and Big T were a big kind of friendship group in Total Madness. Um, and yeah, they've just done two seasons back to back. They're on their third season back to back with each other. Um, so it's quite understandable. But I mean, obviously she's cheering because she knows I've lost Joseph. I could potentially get CT. Um, but in amongst all this happiness, is Kyle throwing up blood? No, <laughs> he is hungover uh, and he is throwing up his dinner, probably with some beer from the night before. And then as soon as he wipes the last bit of vomit off his face, he turns to everyone. He flips the middle finger to Fessy and he says, <laughs> who's getting the beers in when we get home? And for me, I'm just like, that's Kyle. That's Kyle yeah. in the show. Actually, that three minutes of him winning really showing a lot of effort and heart in winning because to be fair once he got hit in the stomach to then get back up and get that over the line that's the hardest point to react to that um and then from it and then get, get the beers on as so if you wanted to show so someone said what's Carl like as a competitor it's like here's three minutes this explains it all for you <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's so true and i think the fact that Durrell and ct and confessionals really gave Carl credit yeah and really gave their respect to him like these are two Old school vets, Darrell again, four-time consecutive champ, CT, multi-time champ, you know, the challenge godfather, some would say, that 
Kyle's got their respect. Yeah, definitely. And would he have had CTs before? Probably not overly because they've prob- they've only been on seasons really where Kyle's gone early or CT's gone early. And I don't know how much they give credit to what they see after because they must know how much the show is edited. So it's like, oh, this could be anything. That'd be the first live. Oh, Carl has beaten CT, actually. Yeah, he would but have yeah. had his respect from that. Yeah, he would. Um, um, but yeah, Darrell wouldn't have. No, because so um, they've never done a show together. And I think that's the thing. I've always felt like not just people in the cast. I think a lot online underrate Kyle because yeah. he plays the character he plays. But you don't get to two finals and come second in both of them. I know he came third in Vendettas, but second for the guys. Um, by just being someone who doesn't take it seriously and who can't compete. Um, you know, he, he, came, he came second to Bananas last season. He beat Fessy, he beat Corey. That's one of the things he said was, don't underrate me. No other guy up there has beaten me in a final. Yeah. And, you know, he's... He's pointing out Leroy there. He's pointing out Fessy. He's pointing out Corey, all three of whom are on the opposite side of the alliance to him. Uh, what, what are your uh, thoughts there? Okay, I like the fact that he chucked them a bit of attitude after he'd clearly been thrown in. Fessy gets the finger. Corey and Nelson, he knows, like, look, sorry. Um, yeah, I can beat you. And I think... And correct me if you do, like if you disagree, like let me know. I think that's him also going, I am valuable as a competitor here, to tee up his next move, but so they don't react badly to it. But I think it's also him saying, I've got a gold skull. Let's see what you boys can do. Yeah. Do you think that puts him in a bit of a dangerous position though? Because Kyle's not he's a threat. It's a risk going against him, but he's a beatable threat for quite a lot of the guys up there. I think Leroy would crush him in something physical. Them in a puzzle would be interesting because I don't know how that would go down. Bear beat Leroy in an endurance-based elimination. I think in the sandbag challenge, Bear actually got all his bags across before Leroy. I know it was also Dee versus Shailene, which is a bit of a mismatch. Sorry, she must not be named. (laughs) Um, I think, though, with Kyle in eliminations, is because of how much heart he puts in, and whether it's physical or even like puzzle where he, he's admittedly not very good. One of the things Carl said last season was, I can, you know, this is a great challenge for me because I'm really good at running really, for, I'm really good at running for a long time and I'm really good at carrying heavy things. <laughs> and he knows what he's good at. And actually what, what he said, based on last season, I think the whole throw J and throw J and throw J and thing, they realized this isn't the way to play it. Mm. And I think now what he said is, you've just seen what I can do. Don't come for me. You need to show me what you can do now. And I think we saw that when TJ said to Fessy, you know, how do you feel about not coming down? And Fessy said that he regrets it. And Kyle, I think I wrote this down. He said, you always say that, but you never come down. Yeah, that's the call out bit I liked. Um... <laughs> and then he said, you know, look around. There's nothing here. This was obviously a physical elimination. I completely agree with him. I, I think it's a weird thing for Fessy to do, to not take that gamble. I think time in the game is the only thing I can point at there that would... Um, but also, Fessy's never going to have an easier component, opponent than Joseph. No, what does he? Exactly. What does he want? A hall brawl against Mackie? Is that the only thing he'll go in for? 
I almost think like Fessy, it's that thing of, I want to show people what I can do, but I want to show people on my terms. I want to have that power. But now by winning the elimination, Kyle has the power in the game because he has the ability now to decide what happens next. So let's find out what he decided. So Kyle, now you have a decision to make. You want to stick with your partner, Nani, or do you want to take Joseph's partner, Big T, or do you want to infiltrate and steal any other partner up there except for the double agents? Um, this house has gotten very one-sided recently, and there's a big alliance in there, and they're all working together. And I'm sorry, Nani, but I'm going to infiltrate. And I'm going to take Cam. Josh, you've just been infiltrated. Cam, come on down. What the f I was rooting for you the whole time. I appreciate that. What the f is going on? I just feel completely screwed over by everyone right now. You guys just f up my whole game. Don't you blame that on us. Wow. <laughs> Josh, you just got infiltrated. You got your partner stolen, so now you get to choose. Which partner do you want? Big T or Nani? Um, honestly, bummed about Cam, but I cannot be happier to be teamed up with uh, my girl Nani. All right, so Nani, you're with Josh. Come on down and join your new partner. Kyle dumped me, and I get my best friend Josh. This is amazing. Like, I honestly couldn't have asked for a better partner. <laughs> CT, you now have Big T. Yeah! Big T, let's go! So Kyle just made a decision that has not just switched up his game, but it's ended up switching up the game of about six different people at this stage. <laughs> uh, what do you think of uh, Kyle denouncing Nanny and uh, picking Cam? So just on a competitor base, it's a, it's a definite trade-up, isn't it? Across every kind of quality that makes a competitor a threat, there is nothing Nanny would beat Cam in. Um, so objectively, that is a cracking decision. Um, there's another angle as well, which it definitely strengthens his position in the game from an alliance perspective, though, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think it goes back to what we've been saying about this is a solo game, an individual game dressed up as a um, partner's game. <laughs> because actually, what Kyle's now done by picking Cam is he has got himself a shield. Because Leroy and Fessy, who are part of you know Cam's crew, they're not going to go for Kyle while Cam's there because that puts Cam in danger. Because, and hear me out on this, I don't think they're going to alternate female, male, female, male, female, male, female, male eliminations. Because what I worked out is if they do that, it means the rogue agent will always be a guy. Uh, of course it will. Yeah, and I think it was something I went a bit rogue with it last week. Um, where Very I said, good, rogue. <laughs> oh, this is such a slippery slope. Um, <laughs> where they were just like, I was like, oh, what if they chuck in a girl next week? That was stupid because it will never go that way. But I think you're right. It could be 
guy, girl, girl, guy, guy, girl. And the first time that happens, if no one clocks it, it's going to really blindside someone. Because say you throw in, say you try and throw in, no, it would work if it went the other way when you threw in Anissa and Fessy. Or say, um, what's another split partnership in terms of quality? Is there one where um, the guy or the girl really outranks the other? I'd say Cam and Josh would have been my other, to be fair. Yeah, potentially. But obviously now with, with Carl's decision, he's got Cam. Josh comes down. He picks Nanny. Nanny and Josh both seem quite happy about this. Yeah. Um, which means CT by proxy gets Big T. And I thought it was quite nice the way that CT, he showed respect for Big T there. Yeah. I, I, so, okay, how much of that is an act? I don't think Big T would have been CT's. Although, actually, they're quite a nice pa- partnership together there, actually. Team T. <laughs> yeah, Team T. But what you've got oh, to remember, this is double their... double T, aren't they? <laughs> double O, C, T, T. C, T, B, T. B, T, C, T. Sounds like the next Audi. Or if someone's <laughs> having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's really interesting, I think, there is you've got to remember, C, T and Big T have been on three seasons in a row together now at this point. This mm. is their third. Yeah. First one, they were in the same team. And he saw the way she performed against Georgia. Um, the next one, Big T came across as extremely popular um, and on Total Madness. Um, and now she seems to she seems to be quite strategic. Like She seems to understand the game at this point. And she's not a quitter, um, as we saw against Georgia on War of the Worlds 2. I think CT's being... I think he's being pretty straight up with it. But mm. I think also they all know now that they can switch at any point. So it's not like, oh, I'm with Big T for the rest of the game. It's, okay, I'm with BT, Big T for now. And does that take a bit of a target off him? Exactly. Who's going to, especially if they do this thing where they don't tell you who's elimination. Because I thought TJ specifically made a thing where he went, and this week's elimination is a, guys elimination yeah. even though like we quite obviously knew and they probably quite obviously knew but he still made a big thing which makes me think that's going to happen every week and i wouldn't be surprised if next week's a guy's elimination because otherwise like i say guys are rogue agents all the time and girls never yeah. are i really hope that happens i think you're on to i think you're on something there to be honest as well unless it's what's the earliest double elimination we've had i don't see a double elimination happening this season for the simple fact of skulls purge people by not having skulls yeah because they didn't do they didn't do a proper purge last season and they only did a double elimination towards the end just to almost get them to the final because if i remember correctly rogan said they did um his elimination with nelson and then the next day they flew out for the final. Yeah. Whereas like you said previously, this season they're definitely not changing locations for the final. So it's not as much of a necessity to get them somewhere else. Very good point. There were two doubles in Total Madness though, weren't there? There was the... Nelson and Bear and Fessy and Jordan and then the double Hallbrawl. Nelson and Bear. I'm trying to remember Nelson and Bear. It was such a forgettable elimination. Bear was just rolled over okay nelson's always going to crush him but mm. it was um the same week as Fessy and jordan okay i i do think though with this season but also you got to remember last season they didn't they weren't specific on the rules yeah they've been I, quite specific on these rules and i think 
if they instead of doing girl guy guy girl girl guy if they almost did it in pairs so it's girl guy and then next week they do guy then girl but then they could flip up and do guy then girl again yeah i think you're right i think that could be a very very good shout and i think that's something again where i don't think the cast have thought about that i think they all 100 percent think it's a girl's elimination next week and when they go into voting and deliberation i guarantee that they'll deliberate like that yeah and then if it is twisted the way i think it could be that then turns the game on its head even more and we go for twist on twist on twist on twist on twist (laughs) Um, and i think you know that's going to make it quite exciting especially the way all these teams are going to move up and with the three new teams we've got carl and cam josh and nanny ct and big t i'm going to ask you who traded up who traded down so let's let's do it quite a quick fire kyle traded up or traded down up cam traded up or traded down up not by choice though obviously josh traded up or traded down way down (laughs) nanny up or down she seems to think up i think down ct going from ashley to big t up or down you know what i'd say the same if anything, if anything, okay, so from, raw, from raw competitor level, Ashley is better. Let's yeah. not go over that. For how it helps him in the game and how this game is unfolding, Big T is good there because she won't, she won't do anything to throw him under the bus or put him in a weaker position. If anything, socially and strategically, she'll strengthen him. She'll hang on his every word. Yeah, and... But, and will take off a bit of a target. I think it strengthens CT's position a bit. Interesting. And Big T traded up or traded down from, uh, from I'm about to say, Jacob. I've completely forgotten his name like she has now. Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Top quality production here. <laughs> uh, although to be fair, we've known the guy for two episodes. Big T had him for three weeks and she still forgot his name. <laughs> so I take it that's a trade up. Yeah. Huge. Um, one thing I just want to pick up on Cam, when she was talking with Nicole and Nanny about whether she'd trade partners was very complimentary of Josh. Nanny's now got Josh again. She's very complimentary of Josh. Do they know something about him as a competitor that we as viewers don't because he's always been seen as a bit of a joke who crumbles under pressure for the last few seasons. Their fate isn't their fate well, isn't their fate isn't tied to his elimination performance though. He's actually relatively strong in dailies. Hmm. Um, so I think you know when Joss and Kaylee get purged at the end of last of War of the Worlds 2, sorry. Yes. Josh carries Nanny through that. As in she's like holding onto his life vest and he's swimming them through it. Big bloke definitely can carry his weight. Um if the right person was with him, Cam definitely, Nanny may be able to do this and can direct how he performs in challenges. He's like a blunt instrument. You can use him to do stuff quite well. And he's not a threat. He's not that's, gonna he's not true. gonna piss people off. I if Well, you say he's not going to piss people off. Oh, God. Every season he gets into some kind of breakdown argument, but he's not going to piss people off to the point that they care. Like like the whole thing with Wes last season, he wanted a Wes-Josh rivalry. Wes didn't care. And I think that's kind of 
what will be interesting to see how Josh develops uh, this season. But I think, you know, all in all, two skulls down, eight skulls left, and then they're going to be eliminating the people who've got them. Um, I think very interesting episode. I think I said to you before we started recording, I, that you'll, you'll be surprised about my feelings on the episode. The more we've talked about it, the more I've thought actually it wasn't a bad episode. I think I slightly blinded myself by how much I hated the daily, how yeah, much I hated the mission. I think that really, that really, really seemed to sour you. The, the elimination was good. I really, really enjoyed that. There was a lot of funny moments in this. There was still, it's still a relatively nice atmosphere throughout the house as well. And it's, Actually, it's fun to watch because they're having fun. And I think that's coming through this season. Yeah, and I think, um, especially after last season, from everything they said about the bunker and what it did for their mental health, I think it's good that in the current climate, they made it fun. You know, they gave them this big gym. They had this outdoor running area. They had their own club. Um, And I think, you know, we're seeing that come across in the game, the way that Wes is, the way Nelson is, the way Big T is. Um, the way that Kyle is. And I think, who would be your challenger of the episode, this episode? Oh, Kyle. It's not even really a challenge. I mean, even if you take away the elimination stuff, it becomes closer between Wes and Kyle, maybe. Um, Because his commentary throughout was really funny. Um, Both of them were. But yeah, Kyle, absolutely maybe big tease in with a shout she was hilarious throughout i found her really really enjoyable no one else overly stood out i mean fessy obviously won another daily but then mm. as kyle correctly called him seven times was a massive <laughs> person and didn't come out of me elimination. I, and i think that's where kyle gets it because he said what we were thinking as viewers mm. throughout he he made a mistake based on what we knew, but not based on what he knew. But then he rectified it and then he changed up the game. And what he's essentially done is changed everything going forward. Yeah. Because if we look at War of the Worlds 2 and it was you win elimination, you can pledge your allegiance to the other flag. It took a while for that to happen. Whereas this happened episode two. And I was watching it. I was uh, in my living room, well, living, living room, kitchen room. I was at my kitchen table whilst I was eating, I was watching it. And as soon as Carl did it, I genuinely got up and was like, get in. All in all, I would say, now that we've talked about it, it's moved up from a six to a seven and a half for me. I think seven and a half is, yeah, pretty fair. I gave the opener a nine, didn't I? Yeah, I gave the opener a nine as well. I yeah. think it was a really good opener. Uh, yeah, I think def- the, the other good thing, the second episode of Total Madness and I had a quick flick for a recap of it. it was really forgettable. Um, like barely anything happened. It was the chucking things out of the plane one, I think. Jordan had a minor freak out. The elimination oh, yeah, was quite that, that was a that was a huge drop off from a great season opener. Here they've dipped, but it's still quality, which means that we could be in for a very, very strong season, which I is think what we want. Entertainment from the entertainment aspect. It's a higher for me, entertainment-wise, and twists and every and decisions. It's a nine, but that just that mission and the way that it turned out, great idea on paper, yeah. bad execution, unfortunately. But what we see in the preview for the next episode is the one I think you and me have both been looking forward to, based on the trailer that we saw before the season, mm. as far as missions. 
The Zo- wait, I, I I actually can't remember the previews. The hanging one or the Zorb one? The giant fight on top of a moving truck uh, is what it looks like it's going to be. Don't throw and, me off. Don't throw me off. <laughs> and I think the best thing about that is CT's back in the game. Uh, so I think we have a lot to look forward to next week. Thank you so much for joining me, George. You're right. Always a pleasure. Um, Never a chore. Absolutely not. And I will see you well, to catch up very, very soon. I imagine we'll have a lot to talk about when we come back. And if you want to continue to interact with us, you can follow the Twitter, the Instagram on at Challenge React, or you can um, join us in the conversation over on Reddit, where we're all going to be reacting. Um, you can listen to the podcast over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, where you can also uh, send us voice messages, which we can put into the show. And we are available on many other platforms. Once again, thank you, George. And thank you so much, Brian, who goes by TJ's Bike, who was our guest Redditor this week. And if you want to be a guest Redditor, just get in touch with us over on the Twitter, over on the Instagram, or drop myself an PM over on Reddit. But for now, hope you guys have an amazing week. And we'll leave you with a preview for next week's episode of The Challenge, Double Agents. Today's mission is called Roadkill. I'm ready to somebody up. What are you screaming over me? Because you're so stupid! I will lay you the f out, you bitch! Oh,